Hey, ODPH Society and wrestling fans, this is Ken M. from the ODPH Podcast, better known as the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour. And in case you didn't know, I co-host the wrestling show with Rich from the 3 Fat Nerds Podcast. You can hear that show each and every week on the 3FN Network, which is located at 8122productions.com. But for the month of February, we're sharing the show on the ODPH Network. So you can hear, jump on board, interact. It's a fun time if you're a wrestling fan, so definitely check it out. Let us know what you think. Here we go. Installment of 3FN presents the Wrestling Show. As always, we're coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. I'm your host, Rich, and here with me each and every week, like he always is, you also can hear him each and every week on the ODPH podcast, better known as the Ocho Duro Parley Hour, where he hosts that show. But on the show, he's my co host, it's Ken M. What is going on, 3FNW Nation? How are we doing this fine, fine weekend? Yes, yes, it is. Uh, it's a little later for us to record. We usually record before a Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, work in Super Bowl. We weren't recording on a Sunday. No, no, there was no chance we were recording Super Bowl Sunday. No chance in hell. We enjoyed the Super Bowl. Even had a wrestling take because the Rock was involved. Yeah, I mean, there's you know the slight hint of the WWE hovering over because obviously the connection with Fox now. The Rock did the pre-show introductions, uh, kind of on that weird like walkway fashion show thing. I don't like. I don't know how to exactly describe it. Yeah, I got what you're saying. Yeah, but the, I, I, but it was it was interesting. It oh, was cool. It, it was definitely cool and seeing the Rock do basic Rock things. And every wrestling company under the sun held a Super Bowl sale. Yes, <laughs> as I'm, I was pointing it out. As I'm pointing it out to you when I'm looking at Twitter when we're watching the Super Bowl. Uh, but you know, I hope everybody enjoyed the Super Bowl. I hope everybody enjoyed this past week of wrestling. Uh, I mean, we're going to dive into some stuff that happened this past week and some stuff that we just wanted to dive into in general. Before we do that, I just want to let you know if you would like to talk about anything we talk about on the show because we always want to hear your feedback or just anything in general. You want us to talk about a subject in the future or you just want to say, "Hey, what's up, guys?" You can do that by going to uh, Three Fat Nerds Podcast on Facebook. Also, remember to like and share that page, and of course. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 3FatNerdsPod. And of course, we are at 8122Productions.com for all your 8122Productions fix. We have the 3FN show, 3FNW show, and of course, uh, Horizon 607. All that and more. We're adding, I'll be adding stuff tomorrow. Actually, I'll be Ooh. updating the website, just throwing it out there. Also, I'll be updating our Patreon. And if you would like to support us on Patreon for as little as $1 a month, $12 a year, you get a, a massive amount of uh, bonus content. And you do help support the show because all of that goes into stuff here at the show. You can do that on patreon.com slash 8122productions. So, uh, you know what, Ken? There's only one thing we can do at this point. You know what it is. It's... It's time! That's right. It's time to hit the opening bout. And uh, you know what? We want to throw a spotlight on something. 
indie wrestling. First of all, uh, before I go any further, I just want to, I can't plug this enough. We don't have our own code, but I'm a big fan of all, Absolute Intense Wrestling, AIW. Uh, speaking of which, this weekend on uh, independentwrestling.tv, they will be streaming for the first time on that platform, their show coming up this weekend. And if you would like to see that show, you can see it for free and try out all the independent uh, wrestling.tv has offer by going to independentwrestling.tv, signing up, and if you use the promo code ABSOLUTE during checkout, you will get 20 days free. It's only $10 a month, and there's they've added a lot of stuff since they've joined with Smart Mark Video. We're going to jump back into that in a second, but Ken M here, he uh, he had, he had put out a little bit of a wrestling show this past weekend himself. So, Ken, uh, you want to talk about uh, your uh, product, Excite Wrestling? Yeah, my show. I mean, uh, uh, the show I attended... Uh, another great show by Excite Wrestling. Shout out to Team Moose down at the X. Packed house, fourth show in a row, standing room only. So they don't say that there's nothing to do in the old 607. That place was standing room only. Great card on hand. Uh, you know, Mikey Whipwreck coming back was really kind of wild for me to see since I always remember from the ECW days. Still can move it. I forget how old they said he was. Doing uh, over the top rope flips. I was say, he's got to be in his forties. Uh, yeah, I want to say it was like late forties. But he uh, he did did his thing. I mean, obviously it turned into a Teddy Long uh, holler 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 tag team match to uh, cap off the show with Mikey and Sean Carr versus H C Loke, who did uh, the fake out injury of the year thus far. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of borrowing a little bit from when Stockade uh, did his did the best fake out injury at Excite Wrestling ever. And uh, the champion Stockade, there was. Uh, Doors. There was chairs. There was all types of you know wild and crazy shenanigans going on. Uh, best match of the night though had to be the Dying Breed versus Team Tremendous. Really? Yes, uh, hands down. That was a great tag team match to watch. All four guys really stepped up and did their thing, and it was a great time to get down there. And I uh, know the next one we have is the first Saturday in March, unless that gets moved for some reason. Yeah, because uh, it's parade day here locally. Oh, that's right. So I, I don't, don't know. They may want to push that back a week. But yeah. I know that uh, Moose is pretty set on doing every. But then again, it's after parade day. But you have a lot of drunkens going, drunkards going to the uh, X. Yeah, and then so, they're going to come down from their buzz. That might not be a good thing because there's no alcohol in the X. Yeah, I. That's the thing. I don't know because I know that in April it's not actually not going to be the first weekend because that's WrestleMania weekend. So if I'm not mistaken, because I thought I saw Moose put out a post saying that that was actually going to be the second weekend in April. Okay. So right. I, I would say tentatively, unless something changes, uh, it should be the first weekend in March. But for anything and everything that is Excite Wrestling, ExciteWrestling.com or find them on Facebook where they're extremely active. And me and Ken Enemer are actually taking it on ourselves uh, to uh, get Moose to put more stuff. There is one Excite show up on independentwrestling.tv. We're trying to get all of them getting put up, like in the future. So I, I'm going to work on that. Me and Ken Emma will be working on getting Moose together to do that. By the way, uh, Wakey Whipwreck is 46 years old. Okay. Uh, June 4th, 1973, birthday. Yeah, he was. Fl- he did, yeah, I remember he does his crazy flip over the top rope. Uh, onto the floor, I was like, "Wow!" It's like he, for his age, and you know, he was still moving around pretty well. Like, just really didn't lose, didn't look like he lost a step. So, uh, for wrestling fans that are uh, some, some people are like disenfranchised with the products out there. Like, whether it's World Wrestling Entertainment, whether it's NXT, whether it's AEW, uh, whether it's New Japan Pro Wrestling, Ring of Honor, Impact. There's so much to choose from. It's a smorgasbord of wrestling right now. It's a great, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan, let's be honest. Uh, and I always tell people, you should really support independent wrestling. And it's never been easier than it is now. 
uh, because of the internet. I mean, mm-hmm. you can go out and you can find different companies. They have their little internet niche. Some of them are on YouTube. Some of them are on other things. But the people, uh, there was a great idea a couple years back. It was called Powerbomb TV. Mm-hmm. Powerbomb.tv, sorry. And that actually became independentwrestling.tv. Uh, they're, they're, it was the same company, same owners. They just redefined uh, what it was. Rebranded. Because Powerbomb originally was streaming service slash fight TV. So you could do pay-per-views on there as well. And they decided, hey, I think we're better served to just do streaming than we are to do pay-per-views as well. Because some companies were put off by having to pay and then stream. So basically, independentwrestling.tv for a while uh, was basically just like people who would put up their shows. Like some of them would put it up like right after it happened. Some of them, you know, have like their older catalog. AIW has a ton of older stuff, which you can watch. Uh, they don't have a lot of their newer stuff up. You know, some, some whatever. But. Some companies like Beyond have embraced it. Beyond has a television show technically every week on independentwrestling.tv. So every week, a new episode of, of Beyond Wrestling comes out, which is mm-hmm. an amazing group of uh, people if you know anything about independent wrestling. And so uh, recently we talked, uh, Smart Mark Video has merged with independentwrestling.tv. And uh, everybody was talking about how this was going to mean big things, especially because I paid close attention to AIW. They were very excited for which because all of their videos are done by Smart Mark Video anyways. So now this merger made it easier. Well, also, this has brought in a lot more. Uh, being the fact that I have had independentwrestling.tv for a while, I love watching indie wrestling, love checking new things out. Uh, Ken knows because uh, we'll be messaging on a random Friday while he's watching SmackDown and I'm watching micro wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> so, so those things happen. Uh, but here's here's the here's the cool part. We've seen an influx of companies coming in because of the smart mark fold, and I'm super impressed and super happy about this because it's a great place for independent wrestling companies to get there. And there is a little kickback uh, for the the companies as well. I mean, this is not like they're getting the giving up other stuff for free. Uh, that code when I tell you to put promo code Absolute, get your 20 days for free. A little bit of that goes to Absolute Intense Wrestling. If you have another independent company, search for an independent company that you like. If they're on Independent Wrestling TV, find out if they have a promo code because that really actually goes to them and use their promo code. If you don't and you don't have anything, use Absolute because at the very least, you're, you know, yes, you're helping out an independent wrestling company who puts on great shows, but also you are helping. Uh, you're getting a 20 day free trial, so you can try to decide in 20 days, and you can c- cancel completely free. You know, you do mm-hmm. have to put your card information in, obviously, so they can charge you after. But you get 20 full days to watch. That's that's a, that's a lot of time in deciding. There's a lot of content, and there's a lot of new content that comes up. And every week, there's live streams now. Uh, it started before the Smart Mark merger. Now with the Smart Mark merger, we're getting bigger ones. I I, I like I said, AIW is running one this weekend on the seventh. So it's it's worth checking out. And uh, I just can't say enough to support independent wrestling because all the stars of tomorrow are going to be on that. Yeah, to go through the lineage of just what's come here locally, whether it be 2CW or Excite, we've had AJ Styles, we've had Kevin Steen, we've had the Young Bucks, we've had Kenny Omega, Eddie Edwards, Tommaso Ciampa, Adam Cole, baby. Johnny Gargano. As a matter of fact, Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole happened here in Binghamton before it ever happened on NXT. Yeah. Uh, AJ Styles versus Kevin Steen happened here. Yeah. In 2CW. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Brody Lee. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke, aka Luke Harper, who's going to be maybe making an impact. We'll talk about him in this, uh, you know, the mid card. Uh, you know, there's there's a whole bunch of guys who've come through here of all different shapes and sizes, and uh, it's it's just great to watch them. I and when you go to independentwrestling.tv or other things like it, you can actually go back in the archives and see. Where you know, in the AIW archives, they had Steen and they had Tyler Black, and you can watch all these guys. Of course, Tyler Black, if you didn't know, is Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. Uh, all these guys who wrestled there. Corey Graves, by the way, when he was uh, st- uh, what was it, Sterling? 
uh, Sterling oh. Silver, whatever his name yeah. was. He he was down there wrestling. So you, you can see all these guys. They're they're there, mm. you know. And then you get to see really cool shows. There's there. Uh, I know that one uh, CW is on there quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a show called No Holds Bar Volume One. They literally changed the ring ropes to chains. Jeez. With no turnbuckle pads. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. And uh, the opening contest was Nick fucking Gage versus Tessa Blanchard. Oh, damn. It was a, it was a good match, too. So, I mean, and there was more on that card. That was just the opening contest. That's wild. And uh, so there's a lot out there, man. There's a lot. You can you can check out stuff from WrestlePro. You can check out stuff from, you know, like I said, they're, uh, Empire State Wrestling. Mm. Our buddy Sean Carr, who wrestles uh, locally, is right here from the 607. Sean, he was on, uh, well, the, the first iteration of this show. Sean Carr, he's uh, the SW show that just came out, uh, Escape from Grando Island or, or Stranded on Grando Island, whatever. It's an ESW yeah, show. Like he main evented that show. So I just got to watch Sean Carr on independentwrestling.tv. It's just an awesome thing to support because especially you see the stars of tomorrow today. And yeah. we can't stress that enough that for anybody that goes, well, it's not the WWE. Of course it's not WWE. It's indie wrestling. And you're going to see everybody hone their craft so when they get to the big show, then... You can be like, man, you watched this guy before he was there. All the guys that you watch on AEW, all the guys you watch on NXT, all the guys... Well, most. I'm not going to say all. I shouldn't say all. Most of the guys you watch in WWE, they all came up through some of these systems. Mm-hmm. And so you get to see some awesome stuff from them in the past. And you know, and obviously, if you want to go the Ring of Honor route, go the Ring of Honor route. You go to honorclub.com. Uh, and you can sign up for that, and you get a monthly. You get their TV show if you don't if you don't live in an area like we don't live in an area where the TV show is shown on television. Mm-hmm. So you can get it right on there. Uh, of course, I always will tell you about New Japan. I just had to give this to Ken Ken the other day. So njp njpwworld.com. Make sure you have your English translation because it is a Japanese website. And for nine hundred and ninety nine yen, which is like nine dollars American, you can watch New Japan World, and you get to watch all of their all of their stuff live, all of it. Yeah, I mean, if obviously with the time difference, if you don't want to watch it live, it's streaming after. It doesn't matter, but because I don't ever watch except for Wrestle Kingdom, I don't get up early. Yeah, I'm no, sorry. No, no, we just had uh, Tyler from Second Suitor on, and he was saying on the show, he's like, "I love New Japan. I can't watch it because it left access." And I was like, "Well, sir, let me get you in touch with Rich." And hooked him up with that. Yeah. So now he is eternally grateful. So yeah. NJPWworld.com. So it exists out there. There is a lot of places you can go to get really good wrestling. We all, you know, sometimes we get into a, uh, I want to do this in the open because sometimes we get into the, 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 you know, hustle and bustle of giving our opinions and stuff. And that's what you tune in for. You know, so we got to get back, you know, and it was a perfect opportunity because Ken just went to see Excite Wrestling. But I also want to couple this with another product that is free on YouTube every Tuesday at 6.05. And that, of course, is NWA Power. Yeah, I, mean, I, I have to say Power because it's three hours. <laughs> now, mind you, uh, it, it, it is it's taped in the studio like the old NWA show. It has that very old feel, but it has a lot of new guys. Eli Drake killing it. Eli Drake, I don't know how any other company didn't gobble him up. He's killing it. Uh, Nick Aldis is a champion down there currently. Big star down there. Nick Aldis is killing it. Cole Cabana's on that show. Uh, our good friend Eddie Kingston's on that show. Uh, who else? James Storm's down there. Aaron Stevens, formerly known as Damian Sandow's on that show. They got question mark. 
If you're not familiar with Question Mark, get familiar with Question Mark. He's great. The Rock and Roll Express. Rock and Roll Express is still doing their thing down there. They have such, there's such, there's older talent, there's good talent. Uh, Trevor Murdoch's down there, murder and stuff, man. It's, it's very entertaining, man. I saw, I saw some stuff that's very entertaining. I just watched it again last week. I had to watch it a little bit. Uh, I would say you don't even have to check it out at 605 on Tuesdays. You can wait. You can watch it anytime on YouTube. It's free. Just type in NWA, subscribe to the channel. Uh, they have other content as well. But yeah, the power hour, you know, power is there. It's, it's an hour, but it, they just call it power with three R's. So that's why I keep <laughs> extending it out. Uh, and this past week, they hit a home run because. Uh, the uh, Marty Skrull, the villain, uh, who just recently signed with Ring of Honor, who uh, had it in his contract that he could work for the NWA and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Hint, hint. Uh, he's been doing a thing where he's trying to get that the NWA title. He really wants it. Him and Nick Aldis have a past. They're friends. Uh, he came up short when they did have their title fight. Uh, so they've been planning something out. And, of course, this past episode, there was a waiting game of a meeting with Aldis and, and Marty. Marty played it great. He's like, I got things to do. And then finally Nick Aldis shows up. And Nick Aldis, uh, is one of his nicknames is The Dealer. It made the deal. He said, all right, I'll, if, if I'm going to give you a title shot, then I need something returned from you. So I'll give you a title shot. But when you lose, you have to refund everybody's money in attendance. He's like, you, you, you're, 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 you're big wallet Marty. You can afford it. Everybody in attendance, and it's going to be at a pay-per-view, everybody in attendance, you have to refund their money. And he left him with that cliffhanger. He did not answer on the spot. He said, I'll give you time to think, but if you want it, you have to risk it. So if you lose this match, everybody in attendance gets a full refund. You have to cut the check up front. See, you what? Don't, you don't that have, is amazing. Yeah, you don't have old school storytelling like that anymore. I mean, in my mind, that means the match is going to happen. Marty Scroll is going to become champion because there's nobody going to refund the money. But at the same point in juncture, that's a cool little gimmick. Yeah. And if they pull the trigger on refunding the money, that's crazy. But it could be done. It could be done. One night only. Yeah, I could see could that. Could be done. I mean, it's not like it's not like the guy that owns that company doesn't have money. Yeah. I mean, we're talking Billy Corgan runs that company. He has money. So he could do that. So potentially it could happen, but I'm just thinking Marty Skrull's going to be champion, which is fine with me. I'm I'm good with that. I'm per- I think he should be champion. I'm perfectly fine with that. It gives it a shot in the arm. Obviously, the news about Marty re-upping at ROH, and this is going to be one of the building bridges they have with other companies, which mm-hmm. is smart. As independent wrestling companies work together, not against each other, this is where you can have cool interactions, and this is where you have fans tuning in that aren't used to seeing your product. There's going to be a lot more Ring of Honor fans that aren't familiar with NWA Power. Power. I, I just like saying it that yeah. way. Yeah, watching the product and vice versa. So it's a win-win. So I say definitely check that out. Also, I got to tell you what, Supercard of Honor. Speaking of Marty Scurll hitting the ground running, I was going to say this because we were just talking about the villain. Oh, him though. and Jay. Yes, Dude, first of all, it goes it goes to the New Japan show here in America. Challenges Jay White. But did you also hear the announcement? Ten after ten years in the making, Kenta returns the Ring of Honor for Supercard. I heard of him in um, Ishimura. Yep. There's tons of people coming over for Ring of Honor. But yeah, Kenta is returning for the first time to Ring of Honor since the last time he was at Supercard before he got signed with WWE. Yeah, man. It's it's great. I'm 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 pumped. It's against uh, Jeff Cobb and Dan Math, right? Yes, as far as I know, that's the match. That's okay. Uh, Kenta, so damn good, man. So damn good. And, and I just don't... Ah, oh, man. That's gonna be that's gonna be a fight and a half. I can't. I cannot personally wait to see that. Because wasn't his last fight against Davy Richards in Ring of Honor? Yes, his last fight was against Davy Richards at a Supercard. Yep. So that it match, was a Supercard of Honor show as well. That match was absolutely insane. So the second part of opening bout, man, we'd be amiss if we didn't talk about John Cena. 
<laughs> it's been a while since John Cena's been in the forefront, has it not? Well, he just had the biggest movie trailer of the week allegedly come out. Well, it could have been the biggest. It's one of the biggest. I mean, it was on the Super Bowl. Fast and Furious 9, he's in it. Uh, it is uh, the, the first bombshell came. There's three bombshells that he brought out this week, first of which deals with that in the trailer. Uh, not only do we find out in it, but Cena's character was revealed that it's, uh, it's Dom's brother. So he's Vin Diesel's brother in this movie. He's the villain, but he's his brother. So they're expecting him to be in the franchise going forward. Uh, just the fact, I, I know I'm going to get off wrestling ta- tangent for a sec. Just the fact that this franchise has made it to nine films from where the first one started, that they were a street gang that was boosting DVDs out of tractor trailers uh-huh. to now they're an international globe fighting force. Yes. I'm just. I'm just. <laughs> the trajectory is all, and the timeline is all over. The trajectory and timeline. Yeah, all the over timeline place. is all over. Like I had to have Pad explain to me about the Justice for Han uh, hashtag and why that was such a big deal at the end of the trailer because I was like, oh, what's the big deal about this? And like Pad is a big Fast and Furious fan. Uh-huh. Him and Dog are so like the fact they're already screaming like we're getting our tickets today. They were translating this to me, and I guess that they more or less are wiping away Hobbs and Shaw out of the timeline or something to explain this, and they're making room for Cena. And I'm just saying this, Fast 10 needs to be in space. Yeah, that's the only place they can do yeah, now. That's the only thing can go. Well, he dropped another bombshell. We're talking to uh, Jimmy Trainer of Sports Illustrated. He uh, he praised the WWE champion Brock Lesnar. The exact quote is this: "If you want a cool quote, here it is. I think he's the best in-ring performer of all time. I thought his performance at the Rumble was a clinic on how to establish yourself, how to establish those around you, establish the championship, establish the importance of one event. He did so in less than thirty minutes, and I certainly don't have the skill set to do that. And it was awesome to be able to see a masterclass man." put on a clinic on what to do and how to do it and I was really impressed with the rumble uh, you know what I'm not disagreeing with Cena there I know there's a lot of haters who want to but uh, that performance at the rumble he put guys over even even in dominant form he put guys over I mean think about it Keith Lee got a huge rub from the champ it doesn't matter he dumped him over the ring we're, we're always going to remember this the moment I called him in the first place where he's standing face to face with Brock Lesnar, and doesn't back down. Mm. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's a lot of good moments. And, of course, Drew McIntyre. The whole thing with Drew, the reason why Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar will work as the main event of WrestleMania is because Brock Lesnar in the Rumble set it up like he was a real threat. If he wasn't looking terrified when uh, Mac hits the ring and scared of him afterwards and all that great stuff, and and uh, Paul Heyman didn't look you know nervous, you, you don't have this as a main event. I, I mean, I, I love Drew Mack, and I've said it before. I, I, I said it last week. I said it. You can go back in the archives and check. I've been saying that he was going to be a champion by the end of 2020, and he's going to be. Mm. But to main event WrestleMania is different than just being a champion. Right. When you're going to go in there and you're going to be the, the guy to main event WrestleMania, and the crowd is solidly behind you, it's a whole difference. And then the fact that the champion, the unstoppable beast. It writes itself. I, I, I always say this. Lesnar can be in the discussion of the GOAT status. I don't necessarily know if I'd put him there ahead of like a Shawn Michaels or a Ric Flair, but he's in the discussion, let alone I would say since returning from the UFC, he's been arguably one of the best performers on the WWE roster. What he's done being the athletic freak that he is, 
He's now developing a character. He's now developing mannerisms, which he didn't have his initial run. And he is now taking that ball and making something of it. And his performance at the Royal Rumble is one of the best all time. I am not questioning that oh, yeah. one bit. But to say he's the the greatest ring performer of all time, I, he's in the discussion. I, yeah, I want to go as far as that. I still think yeah. the greatest in-ring performer of all time is Shawn Michaels. That's my, my biased opinion, followed very closely by Randy Savage and Ric Flair. Yeah. I'm just I, – I, I'm very closely. Like, that's a, that's a tight group there. Uh, but I do think Shawn just etches out because Shawn did everything. He was a total package. Yeah. Not, not Lex Luger-wise total package, but he was a total package on the mic, I on the promos, in the, in, in the ring. Yeah, yeah. We insert that there. I need a hero. <laughs> Although your rendition is way better. Thank you. Uh, but anyways, I don't know. But I will agree that Rumble performance – that Rumble performance was was amazing. And anybody who says differently, go back and watch it and don't be judgmental just because you don't like Brock Lesnar. I mean, the fact that he was putting guys over, the fact that he was giving guys the rub, and the fact that he, in, in, in just a couple minutes, made the world want to see Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Mind you, it was only a couple minutes. Nobody was going into that. Now, mind you, we picked, me and Ken both picked Drew McIntyre to win. Mm-hmm. But we weren't going into it going, man, the match I want to see at Mania is Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar. That wasn't the match we were going in saying we wanted to see. In less than two minutes, Brock Lesnar made you want to see Drew McIntyre main event against Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. And we're going to get to see that. Yeah, no, Brock set the standard for if you want to know how to get people over. And the one thing in that time frame, about half hour's work, he was having fun. Oh, yeah. And you can tell when he likes who he's in the ring with and what he's doing, mm-hmm. it's a whole different character. Oh, yeah. And he was definitely having fun. He had yeah. a lot of fun. You could tell it. You could. He, was, he wasn't trying to hide it. No. Which was kind of neat to me to see because a lot of times he tries to be very stoic. And recently he's had a lot of fun with this run. I, I don't know what the difference is. I, I, you can't say money because he, he's been making money. Actually, he's making less money technically per appearance now than he was because he's got more appearances uh, for similar money. Uh, I just think he's happier. It just looks like overall I think he's happier being in a pro wrestler. I think it has a lot to do with Heyman taking over Raw because he trusts Heyman. Yeah, that's true. I think that has a lot to do with it. And the fact that I think he has a lot more creative, not that he didn't have creative input before, but this one is a lot more he's allowed to be himself, if you, if that makes any sense. Because you can even see like the little vignettes with like our truth and just how great that was. And would, oh, you, would, would you say that would have been the same kind of character Brock a couple of years ago? No. Uh, yeah, no. that's that's I don't think thing. I don't think anybody would but it, it, under different hands they're, they're not going to let Brock have fun like that. Right. But I, I think it, I think you're right. I think it's a very good for business that Brock is having a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, I, I I think he's great. I think uh, if you're hating on him because he's a part-timer that's fine, but you're missing out on some real fun stuff happening with Brock Lesnar currently. But there's one more bombshell. Of course, uh, they're in the interview. They had to ask about WrestleMania. Exact quote is, I will for sure be at the event, and I have great trust in the process, and I have great faith in Vince McMahon, not only as a boss, but as so much more than that. He added that if Vince asks him to be there, he absolutely will in whatever capacity the WWE would like. And quote, unquote, there is no job too small. Well, I have to think what would make the most sense. And part of me has this really weird suspicion that we are going to get John Cena versus Bray Wyatt the Fiend. The ultimate good guy versus the ultimate bad guy. I don't think that's going to happen, though. I, I, no, I, 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 okay. 
I got an idea, though. Okay. I'll let you finish. Go finish first. No, no, I have an idea. No, because that's the only thing. I'm, I'm just trying to think. I Because I'm banking it's going to be Roman versus Bray. Yeah. Like, I, I think that's all but locked in. But for Cena to come back, it's got to be a big main, main event type deal. I'm just going to throw this out there. I I will accept Cena versus Bray one condition. If the rumored story arc, which seems to be true, is happening, Bray Wyatt wins. John Cena goes back to the Doctor of Thugonomics. And I'll be here all day, every day for that. Because <laughs> think about it. He pulled it out last year at Mania, but it would be a good way to go back to Doctor of Thugonomics. Now, mind you, you don't have to be a heel to be the Doctor of Thugonomics. He was a face as as that character as well. So I'm just saying, could could you see something like that happening with the Bray Wyatt thing? I don't think if he comes back, once again, he said there's no job too small. I don't think if he comes back, he's worried about winning. No, I don't, I don't think so either. I don't think him become overcoming Bray Wyatt as uh, like the Hulk Hogan days, brother, is going to happen. I think if he comes back, if you do get Bray Wyatt versus John Cena, if that is the match at WrestleMania, which is a big ticket match, I think John Cena's doing the job. Because I realize he, he knows he's only part-time. Yeah. God, can you imagine if you went too far back and went ruthless aggression, John Cena? Oh, in the tights and stuff the next yeah. time you see him? Yeah. I, I don't know if they'd be happy with a flat-top fade, man, going into that Transformer franchise and such. Yeah. Brilliant. No, I, I like. I, I'm just trying to think of, like who he'd be going against. I mean, because you could put Cena in with anybody, and he'd make. I it mean, work. last year they had a great, a great exchange between him and Elias with the Doctor Thugonomics stuff. I was in that building, and man, when he came out, I'm telling you, every guy who normally boos the Cena haters in front of their kids, oh, you, you who they who they make fun of for liking John Cena, were out of their seats like little girls cheering. Myself, I, I don't make fun of Cena though. You know me, I, yeah, yeah. I, I love John Cena, but. I was out of my seat too, but I mean, I saw some guys who were talking smack about Cena earlier in the day. Hope they didn't see him. That jumped out of their seats <laughs> nearby me and were screaming like little girls because the Doctor of Thugonomics came out. Trust me, it was a big moment. I'm not judging them for it. I'm just saying that character resonates with fans our age. Yeah, no, you know I'm, what I mean. I'm also wondering too if he would get interjected with the Randy Orton Edge match. There's a possibility there. I think if they're going to do that, they might do uh, referee. Yeah. I think they might uh, they might pull the trigger on. Uh, I, I don't know if it's too soon though, because I think Edge is going to do some more fights. I, I think it would be true if it would, if they wanted to do the end of the era, kind of like they did with Michael or uh, Triple H and uh, Taker with Michaels as the referee. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you want to go with the ruthless aggression era slash, you know, that early two thousands era being over. Yeah, because I mean, Randy's still a very active member of the roster. I mean, I know he doesn't do house shows, but that doesn't matter. He's he's still on TV every week and he's still doing pay per views. And Edge is not going to be fully t- full time active, but he's allegedly taking up to twelve dates this year, if yeah. not more. So I mean, he's he definitely does want to work uh, in a in a capacity. So I don't I don't know if you want to do end of the era with that happening, but it would be a cool spot for him to be the referee. Yeah, I don't know if you want to make it a three way though. Yeah, that's why I say like I just I wonder what would make the most sense. And like I think if he gets interjected in there, if they don't think like Edge is ready, but I mean, who knows? I mean, there's just so much that you can question. I mean, about. with that rumored tag match, if you don't do the rumored tag that the the six man eight man tag match with mm-hmm. Joe and Seth Rollins group and all that, if you did Seth Rollins versus John Cena, that would make sense. Yeah, that would uh, because you know he's calling himself the Monday Night Messiah. It would get some really good. You know, Cena will come on TV a couple times before Mania, and to hear him dress down Rollins would be fucking phenomenal. Because that I, I think they would let him do whatever he wanted there. Mm-hmm. And I, I, regardless of what you think about John Cena on the mic, he's untouchable. Yeah, he really is. Because uh, I mean, even he, he even he even valued with the Rock, and, and dare I say, got the better of the Rock. 
Yeah. And those promos, <laughs> including when he called the rock out for uh, writing Sharpie on his arm to remember lines and uh, <laughs> got in trouble for that, too. But yeah. <laughs> God. It was one of the best moments ever, by the way. Yeah. Uh, so, lest you forget that John Cena has had some pretty epic fucking moments. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, eh, there's so much he could do. At Mania. There's a lot he could do at Mania. Just showing up at Mania. I mean, him just coming out is a, is a big event. Uh, because I think the crowd, any indicative is the crowd pops louder for him the more he's gone. Yeah. Uh, his, the John Cena sucks chant has now become like the you suck chant for Kurt Angle. It is more of, I, I do believe it's more out of respect. People oh, yeah. really love seeing John Cena now that he's, you know, and it does have something to do with being shoved down your throat is the reason why people got tired of him. Uh, but I also believe that now once you're gone for a little bit, people are like, man, we had it good. I mean, the, he, like I said it before on the show, I'll say it again. He sat on top of the wrestling business longer than anybody ever did. Yeah. No, longer I mean, than anybody ever sat on top. His run is legendary. That's why I say you appreciate the greatness when it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. You can remember back on that, even if you know, in the matches he had. He had great matches. I mean, it's not, you know, people always said about he might not be the best technical wrestler in the world, but from bell to bell, he'll give you 100%. Yeah. Even if it cost him his own, you know, getting injured, which he did a couple times. Yeah. Uh, definitely ill advised, but whatever. He wanted the spot to look like he wanted it to look. Yeah. It is what it is. I mean, obviously, that's how AJ ended up hurt at the Rumble, too. He wanted a spot to look the way he wanted it. And, you know, sometimes that means sometimes that means you get you get a little hurt. You Taking know? the bullet, yeah. You got to. But with that, that's going to end the opening bell. Uh, that was a good extended one. I hope you guys take our advice and watch some independentwrestling.tv or just go out to your local indie promotion. Trust me, you can find them a lot of places. You don't have to drive far, I, I guarantee. Go see an indie show. You might It might be a little off. Some, some are better than others, but at least you're supporting independent pro wrestling, which is always a good thing. So, you know, support that stuff, especially if you're complaining about the world of wrestling right now. Uh, and also, John Cena, man. We'll see where he's going. We'll see big things, though. Big things. I mean, he had a huge Super Bowl commercial, too. Just yeah. <laughs> he's going to come in the star. Uh, so uh, we are going to take our first break. You are going to hear uh, a promo from one of our uh, friends at one of our many, many uh, uh, Twitter groups slash podcasting groups, whether it's Next Wave, Pod Nation. Shout out to all of them. Go to podchaser.com. You can check out those lists. Hashtag 607 Podcast has a list on there, too. Hey. Just throwing it out there. But you're going to hear that during the break. When we come back, it's going to be time to hit up that mid card. Hello, this is Andrew from the Pop Culture Brewers podcast. We're the podcast where we take pieces of pop culture we absolutely love, we do deep dives on them, and then at the end of the episodes, we reveal to you the beers we were inspired to make by it. You can catch us on Spotify, Apple iTunes, and all of the usual suspects. Why not come check us out and have a pint? All right, we are back on the wrestling show with the mid card with our with our funky music back. Baby. Yeah, let that yeah. stuff slap, man. That that's 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 great. I, I I have to I have to do a longer rendition of that so we can play it out longer. The soundboard I did a snip, quick snip. I could have done longer. Maybe maybe when I upgrade. Maybe when I upgrade. Let's see if we can get some band to do a cover for us. We should. Uh, so uh, you know what we got uh, we got that mid card news. We're gonna open up the mid card though with some quick kits. Quick kits. Uh, they weren't enough to do a whole segment on, but they're enough to like talk about. Uh, first thing I want to talk about is it's been announced. Uh, two two announcements. Uh, the one we're not going to talk about. There was two big announcements this week. One we're going to save for the second part of the mid card because we have a whole thing on it. But this other one was uh, announced. Goldberg will be making an appearance this Friday night on SmackDown. 
And is this the time that we set up Goldberg versus uh, Matt Riddle at either TakeOver Mania? Well, it would be TakeOver uh, Tampa or at WrestleMania itself. We can't have too many nice things, so I'm going to say no. Uh, I'd love to see it. I fear we're going to have uh, maybe dog food in a kennel match or something. I, I don't know. what Friday Night SmackDown has just been so weird lately that adding Goldberg there, I, I, I don't know what we're going to have out of him. I imagine they're going to try setting up something for Mania. Riddle will be even money. Maybe he does something and Bray he puts Bray over. It's a long shot, but who knows? And then if he does, what does Goldberg revert back to? His football player days? Does he become NFL super pro? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he just goes back to the original streak, brother. Yeah. Undefeated, man. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I Once again, I, I don't know. I know that we're getting ready to go back to Saudi Arabia, so maybe he's booked on that. Yeah, it, it could be. Maybe riddling him there just because they're paying for Goldberg, and that's the only match I can think of. Uh, I don't know. I, it could be, you know, if, if Riddle's lucky, he might get that match. We know uh, we talked about it during the Game Patriot, I think. He ain't getting the Lesnar match, so maybe he'll get no, that No, no, no. Uh, you know what? It's uh, Dave Meltzer is reporting that uh, we uh, don't have to worry about where Luke Harper, a.k.a. Brody Lee, is headed. It looks like it's all but a done deal, uh, air quotes, because, you know, they, they've had done deals before that fall through, but it looks like he'll be going to AEW. Uh, theoretically, he did write that he could show up at the AEW Revolution, Revolution pay-per-view on uh, February 29th, because technically that would fall uh, right outside of, like, barely outside of his 90-day non-compete clause. But Meltzer is reporting that he's, uh, but there could still be issues over that because it's a little gray area. I don't, I don't get the gray area, but... Then again, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not into the contract business. Uh, he says that the more likely time for him to debut would be on the March 18th episode of AEW, coming to you from Rochester, New York. Uh, great signing if it happens, because AEW desperately needs to add somebody to their roster. Uh, Harper, very, very underutilized on WWE. I think they dropped the ball with him many times. The Bludgeon Brothers was one of the weirdest and wackest gimmicks I've seen in a while. To see that we're going to get possibly the Brody Lee from the Indies that tore up and down the East Coast and everywhere in between, I'm excited to see. Uh, I just hope he doesn't get lost in the shuffle and he's like revealed to be like a Dark Order lackey because he deserves better. I, I mean, I'm gonna I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, and the reason why is because they just keep they keep saying they're signing guys and then they're not showing up. I mean, we just had the Brian Cage deal and Brian Cage's wife <laughs> most recently reported on. Uh, there's been other people who have rumored to sign that no signs of them signing or them showing up. I mean, obviously, Revolution's coming up. We'll find out if that's what they're saving for. I don't know. I, I, I Once again, with that company, I'll see it when I believe it because, you know, this is the same company that, promised, that basically promised us in ways CM Punk. Yeah. There's a little allusion to later. And then kind of in ways promised and guaranteed the villain Marty Skrull. We know what happened there. I mean, they, they, they tend to drop the ball on these things. Yeah. Also, also, they kind of promised in a way uh, Joey Ryan to a lesser extent. And then he did his uh, I Choose Independent Wrestling. Yeah, I mean, wait and see like anything else. I haven't heard too much except uh, Joey Ryan, I think, actually tweeted out. Uh, it was Brian Cage's birthday, and they were showing like different people at his um, dinner. And he said Brian Cage possibly to AEW. So 
Maybe there's some more talk going on with it. I don't know. Could yeah, but they made it sound like a done deal. I mean, oh, yeah, no, 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 no. That was definitely just... a response to WWE signings and the Marty Scroll signing with Ring of Honor. I get it. But at the same time, they shouldn't have made something sound like a done deal. It's not a done deal. No, no. But what I mean by my point is it sounds like with Joey just tweeted this that maybe some talks are, maybe. are continuing. I, once again, that. maybe. I, I get you. I, I understand that you're just saying that it could be coming. But once again, they, they portrayed it as a done deal. Oh, yeah. No, no. They, yeah, they, they said it was locked Through stop, one but... of their media outlets, uh, which Dave Meltzer's definitely one of them and another one is chris van Vallette, who if we not remember is signed to an AEW contract yep. so it is kind of funny when he's out there interviewing other people and you know always wwe bashing going on which is it's hilarious it's the it's like the it's like he doesn't work for us but he's on our payroll but he does all of our bashing anyways uh so i, I always take it with a grain of salt but i do kind of listen to some of his stuff when it comes up uh, he just had a great interview with uh nick aldis the nwa world heavyweight champion we we're just talking about him getting ready for possibly a huge match with the villain marty Skrull uh for that belt as well uh basically uh of course it came up wwe dirt comes up because it always does in his uh his interviews i, I wonder why mm-hmm Anyways, uh, so uh, this is the exact quote from our uh, from Nick Aldis, the NW World Champion, about why he isn't in WWE. He says, the reality is that there's somebody there who is very, very successful, who for whatever reason decided that he didn't want to have anything to do with me because of some of his actions on a personal level. It's one of those weird things. There's no way to address it. I've had conversations with WWE over the years. I just got to a point where I just went, I'm just done chasing that dragon. Ultimately, what is my vision here? Is is it to be in the WWE or is it to be a big time pro wrestler? One way provides a much quicker path to the other, but it's not the only path. If that's the case, of course, no one will confirm or deny it. But if that is the case, what happen, What would happen if I did go? It wouldn't make any difference if I did go because clearly it would still be problematic. So cool, I'll go over here and make a big deal at something else. I just want to first please point out, uh, before we go any further, and I, and, I, and I send it to you with my thought, that uh, I, I do applaud his, uh, his attitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you don't want me, I'm not going to sit around going, oh, they don't want me. I'm going to go over here and make my own noise. Yeah. And he's a guy who probably could easily sign with AEW and he decided to stick with the people who stuck with him in NWA and is carrying that uh, load on his back. So, you know, good on, good on him overall. Yeah. I do like Nick Aldis as a person. Uh, the problematic part where he said about a very successful person, I am uh, assuming that he is talking and maybe... A, confirming the allegedly's that allegedly uh before nick aldis was married to his wife who he's married to mickey james uh she was allegedly having a relationship prior to this years prior to this with one john cena allegedly john cena you know obviously she gave the good nookie or whatever because john cena never came up on that and allegedly i think that that's the very successful person he's talking about uh do you think that's the case or you think it's somebody else no i think it's cena <laughs> um, it, it makes too much sense for it not to be knowing the history. Uh, obviously, don't know anything more than that, you know, personally or what have you. Just uh, Aldis made a lot of points, and if it's it, it, Cena does fit the description. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't. I've never really heard of anybody else having maybe the six degrees of uh, ruthless aggression with him. So I don't know who else would fit the bill. So, uh, speaking of uh, people uh, being on podcasts, uh, I wish she'd come on our podcast. We get a lot of hits. Ronda Rousey was on Corey Graves After the Belt podcast this past week, and uh, she got asked, uh, of course, Corey Graves, I give him credit for his interviewer. He is not scared to ask questions. He asked her straight up, 
if she will be at WrestleMania 36. Uh, her response was probably whenever, uh, or, or if she not, when she was coming back. Uh, her, her response was pretty epic. She goes, probably whenever the hell I feel like it. I think if they just let me show up at live events, probably very soon. Uh, elsewhere in the interview, Ronda Rousey also says that the thing she missed most about touring with WWE was the live events and talked about how impressed she was with NXT's women's division, uh, particularly her friend Shayna Baszler. So takeaways, she will be at Mania and she will be in Baszler's corner. Possibly. Uh, she also said, uh, goes on and says, as, uh, for WWE plans in the future, we want to have a baby first. I don't know what it's like to have a baby. I could look down at this beautiful child and be like, F everything. I don't care about anything else other than this baby, and you'll never see me again. Or I could be like my mom, who she trained while she was eight months pregnant and then won the U.S. Open six weeks after giving birth, which was unbelievable. I don't think I'm going to try and aspire to her level, but I'm just uh, saying you never know. I don't want to uh, make any promises about the future when I don't know how I'm going to feel in the future. Uh, I think the most telling thing for me is, uh, I, I think you could possibly be right. The most telling thing for me is it sounds like she loves doing live events. She's like the anti Randy Orton. So she's like, if you just let me do live events, I will come back sooner, which I think that would, that would definitely get the house gate up on live events. Oh, I think so too. I, you, plus you have to remember as well. She was a super fan before signing and she understands the whole thing about going to a show. And being a part of the experience. And for her to be on the other side of the security gate, I'm sure it's got to be blowing her mind that instead of being the face of an organization, that she's allowed to still be the fan, be the performer, and have that interaction where, let's face it, the UFC, you don't have that interaction with. You do to a degree, but not as much as WWE. So I think for her to have that and to really get the wrestling communities I, I don't know if approval is the right word but just the interaction and, and just kind of like their feelings toward her which for the most part was positive to have that reciprocated to somebody that has never had that fan experience in her professional career I think is uh, something that yeah that she would definitely inspire for no, I agree with you. Uh, so uh, I, I will throw this out there. Uh, speaking of one person possibly returning and one that uh, says no way, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, while reviewing his 2020 uh, uh, Royal Rumble on his podcast, of course, Edge coming back from a neck injury, Steve Austin with a similar neck injury, million-dollar question was asked, will we see Stone Cold one more time? Uh, Stone Cold uh, had this to say. He said, basically, you're asking me based on Edge's return, would I consider making a return? No. Whatever Edge is doing has nothing to do with me. I'm done. I've already said I'm done. When I see a guy who's kind of had a similar uh, type neck, neck situation as I had or neck surgery in general and to leave the business when he did nine years ago and then come back, I'm like, okay, man, be careful out there, you know, because I haven't seen you in action and we know it's a very physical business. You can get hurt anytime in any way. It can be very dangerous. So just please be careful. Um, most of the reason why Austin retired was yes, the neck injury, but also anxiety. Mm-hmm. The neck injury made him very anxious. As, may, as a matter of fact, it's very well documented that the night before his last match at WrestleMania 19 with The Rock, who he trusts more than anybody, is, of course, their relationship is the thing of legend, uh, he had a very bad anxiety attack and went to the hospital and spent the night in, in the hospital the night before WrestleMania. Mind you, working with somebody he was very comfortable working with. Mm. So, I mean, I think that I think anxiety is more of a reason why we don't see Steve Austin in the ring than the neck, but mind you, the neck is the reason the career ended. Yeah, no, I agree on, on all accounts. And plus, he's also transitioned into doing TV 
and doing his podcast, which has been very successful. So it's been a long time since Stone Cold laced him up, but he's transitioned into still being a star, doing other you know facets and. I don't think that the itch is there for him anymore. I really don't. Like, I think he's still a fan. He likes the product. But to lace him up one more time, I I, I don't think there's any point to it. Okay. Well, uh, so I got some AEW ticket news. Thinking about this. It's been a while since we talked about AEW tickets. So uh, Dave Meltzer was, uh, of course, talking about this. Uh, hmm, wonder what media arm mm-hmm. he belongs to. Mm-hmm. But still, uh, I'm not going to refute facts. Uh, AEW Dynamite is coming to Newark, New Jersey, and 10,000 tickets flew out of the box office on the opening day. Uh, not a sellout quite yet, but impressive. Uh, so Dave Meltzer says that he doesn't believe most of these people were sc- uh, scalpers because there was a hotter ticket that captured their attention. So he's saying that these are all legit uh, tickets. Now, I haven't done any investigation. I'll do my due diligence this week and see if I can find any in the secondary market because that's how you can tell. But uh, this is exact quote. Newark did really good. It looks about 10,000 tickets sold for Newark. And from what I understand, the New York scalpers were not involved in this one at all. In fact, there was a very limited, uh, very limited, you know, like a lot of scalper tickets. Uh, almost all of the secondary tickets moved on the first day. The hardcore scalpers were involved in a major concert. I'm thinking Pearl Jam. There was a concert and that's why they were busy on. Okay, so um, we need to talk to... I, I, I'm going to say two things. I'm glad that they're doing well on ticket sales. I'm never going to say I'm not happy with them doing ticket sales. Uh, the Newark, New Jersey area is right outside of New York City. You're yeah. going to draw a big crowd. I would be surprised if it didn't sell out. I'm sure that there was some in the secondary market that did move because it is a big, major area. So I'm not surprised. I've said that they should go to major areas because they will sell them out because there's a lot of people. My part, though, is when you're trying to spill nonsense that uh, Pearl Jam kept scalpers away is bullshit. Because scalpers buy tickets to everything because they the, the deal is to make money. Mm-hmm. Whatever the hot ticket is. So you're either saying the AEW is not a hot ticket and that's why scalpers aren't buying them. Or you're saying that uh, they're basically saying AEW is not a hot ticket. No, I, <laughs> I mean, I, there's no I, way around that one. Yeah, I agree because people buy tickets to buy tickets. I mean, that's it's the oldest game in town. I think for AEW, it was a hot ticket when it jumped because, like you touched upon, New York, New Jersey area is big wrestling country. It's big wrestling business. So to say scalpers were too distracted with Pearl Jam, Pearl Jam is not exactly the hottest act right now in music. Granted, they have a very, I want to say, Grateful Dead-ish fan base that that does follow them very much. But to say that kept the scalpers away, I think it's a stretch. I think you're really trying to downplay that you had a strong opening week and then everything else is kind of trickling and it'll be a sell by the time show is done. I fully believe that, but I, I think that they're trying to compensate for second week sluggish. So this next one's going to bleed into our second half discussion. So we might as well go into it like this. So uh, of course we know Andrade Cien Almas, if you want to say his full name, I know they, they just call him Andrade. Now uh, the United States champion, uh, he did a little injury angle, uh, not this past week, but the week before on raw, we found out why, because he got suspended for the wellness policy violation. Yeah. Uh, so they didn't strip him of the belt. And a lot of people are speculating. There is quite a uh, rumor out there. It is because he is Mr. Flair. <laughs> Uh, there is another speculation that I think that I'm putting more stock into. It is from Uncle Dave. Sometimes I agree with Uncle Dave. Let's be honest. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not uh, Bruce Pritchard. Mm. I don't. I don't do the fuck Dave Meltzer. Uh, I I do believe that he's full of shit ninety percent of the time. But there is sometimes uh, truth on it. Uh, Meltzer is reporting that it is more because Paul Heyman looks at him as a franchise player. I'll give you the exact quote. We can talk about it in a minute. 
Uh, it's uh, He wants to turn him into a real franchise player. He wants to establish him as one of the cornerstones. I mean, as you can see, Andrade, Alistair Black, Buddy Murphy, and Ricochet, those are all of the guys. I think that Andrade, Alistair Black, and McIntyre are in the forefront of everyone he's trying to push. So he's saying that basically Drew McIntyre, Alistair Black, Andrade, Ricochet, Buddy Murphy are what Paul Heyman wants to build his brand around. Now, I believe this because those guys are all Paul Heyman-esque wrestlers. If you go back to when he was running SmackDown in the 2000s, think about the guys he wanted. Edge, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. Those were his franchise players. Uh, there was a re- The SmackDown 8 was the, the thing, but those were the top out of the eight. He has a, a style. He likes that very athletic style. Of course, Brock Lesnar's his guy. I'm not saying he's not his guy, but he understands that Brock Lesnar is an attraction. Yeah, He wants to build his guys up, hence why they're doing all this work for Drew McIntyre, hence why they're pushing Ricochet versus Brock Lesnar to give him that rub. Aleister Black, unstoppable. He's in that feud with Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy's coming around now that he's in the Seth Rollins camp. You can see all these guys building. Not stripping Andrade of the belt when he violates the suspension does fit that mold, I think, a little more than the fact that he is just banging Charlotte Flair. Uh, your take yeah no I, I have to agree i mean obviously the connection with charlotte and we know about people getting put on the same shows and all that kind of looms a little over this article but end of the day he is a Heyman guy and you can definitely tell that and the fact they didn't take the belt off him i think proves it because honestly who are you gonna give the belt to carillo you can't not at this stage no which i agree which i mean he who else could you give it to I mean, sure, you could have gave it to Ray for a month, but... Well, you got to see, if it's one time that he violates this policy, it's not a big deal. I mean, it it does suck that he violated the policy. They did suspend him. Kudos on them uh, for staying to that. But once again, you're looking to build for the future. This is a guy that we've both agreed on the show is a guy that's going to be a main eventer. Mm, Oh, by far. This is a guy that you can build a feud against Drew McIntyre. Easy. Mm. You know, you're going to... As Drew is a face, you're going to need heel challengers. So he's a definite heel challenger. Uh, Aleister Black could turn heel and be a heel challenger. I mean, we know Seth Rollins will work a program with Drew Mack. It'll be great. Buddy Murphy could be in, in, involved in that program, giving him the rub. You know, you, you have to build to what we inevitably think is going to happen. Drew McIntyre becomes WWE champion at Mania. Then you have to do the what then. And there's so much to do with Drew McIntyre. Mm. I think what the, the thing is, Paul Heyman's smart enough to go, hey, we have the biggest attraction in Brock Lesnar. He doesn't need to be champion. Let's crown the guy. Let's count the crown our face, which is Drew McIntyre. Yep. We move Brock Lesnar on to being the attraction that Brock Lesnar is, putting over guys, making guys look like a million bucks. Even in, even if he defeats guys, he's still making them look good because they're going up against you know Brock Lesnar. And then you have this core group of guys who can wrestle their ass off, and that's what fans want to see. And I think that's where he's going. I, honestly, that's my opinion. No, it makes sense because, I mean, I think after Mania, you're going to have the setup Aleister Black versus Brock Lesnar. I don't think they turn him heel just yet, but I think that that's your match you could do for SummerSlam. I think you're going to have Drew versus the religion of Rollins, you know, whatever you want to call that faction. You're going to have that get set up. Rollinsology? It's, it's hard to say. I don't know. Yeah, Rollinsology. We've got to figure something out for them. But, uh, no, I, I no, I agree with you. I think that that's going to be the built-in. I don't know if you turn black. I'm just saying you could turn no, black. No, 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 but that's what I I don't I think. know if you will. I think you could also keep him face because down the road, if you have a Seth Rollins title turn, if you have uh, a guy like Andrade become champion, which he's a believable champion, if you have somebody you call up become champion that's a heel, then you have a face ready to go. And we can rotate. And that's the nice thing about, if you remember SmackDown in the early 2000s, it was a great time for wrestling. 
because on top of that thing, you ha- oh, Edge was one of the eight as well. Yeah. So you, you you had these guys that were trading the belt, not all the time, not not enough that you, they were devaluing it, but you had a, a solid main event picture. That's where you need to start. In any wrestling promotion, I'm and this AEW, pay attention. I'm giving you gems. You have to have a solid main event and a solid mid card. Mm-hmm. That's what you need. Your mid carders, your under guys, the guys who aren't going to ever be in the main event, they need to be enough entertaining and people to buy into them enough that they care about watching the whole show. Yeah. And then you have to have the main eventers, and the main eventers have to be the draw. And and Paul Heyman knows that you need a good eight main eventers. Yeah, Paul Heyman knows that for sure. So. I, I don't know. I think that that's, uh, that's going to be where we're at. Uh, so moving on to the second part of the mid card. Uh, this is uh, the one for that came up. We're, uh, you were, I was not on Twitter because yep. I was at work, unfortunately. But you were on Twitter. We had some of our friends, Lou from Pina Comics, the social media bros, a couple other people commenting. Of course, uh, we talked about it last week. You pitched it. It was it's and it looks like it's in the works. WrestleMania for the NXT Women's Championship, your Royal Rumble winner Charlotte Flair versus the NXT Women's Champion or the NXT Champion. However, they're doing that shit now. Yeah, I'm sorry, Rhea Ripley. Uh, it could happen. Uh, Charlotte Flair, the big announcement. She will be on NXT this Wednesday. People are going to tune in, but allegedly she won't make her decision until after Takeover. I and I think that's the right play too. Uh, no, we we always had this really great Twitter discussion discussion with a uh, shout out to Lou from Pina Comics, Super Media Bros, uh, Colin Ginter, um, Ghost of Stratosphere has jumped into. Pretty much, we're all in kind of consensus that this is the match needed to happen, and this is the only one I could see happening because I don't want to see Charlotte versus Becky again. That that's nothing. We've already from, agreed on that. Yeah, we've already agreed. The Bailey heel turn against Charlotte, maybe, but it's a, it's slightly fresher, but we've seen it before. Exactly. So Rhea Ripley. If you're really making the third brand, makes the most sense to face Charlotte. I was just hoping that Charlotte drug it out and was teasing everybody until after NXT Portland. Yeah, exactly. Because if she makes the announcement that I'm going to ch- fight the challenger, the only thing that this is going to do is overshadow Bianca Belair. Ah, yes and no, though. Here's what I'm thinking. This is what's. Go- I bet you this is what's going to go down. If they do it smart. This is just me going off cuff. Sure, no, go ahead. Flair comes on NXT, it boosts the ratings, you get that stare down, you get that promise. She makes the comment, just tells her, listen, I'm not going to make my decision after TakeOver because you still have a very capable challenger. You still have Bianca Belair. You shouldn't take your eye off of her because she'll take that belt off of you. And then I won't be facing you anyways because you won't be champion. So we'll talk after TakeOver. That's how you end it. You do a little back and forth, that's how you end it. Tell her, hey, listen, don't take it. So it doesn't overshadow Bianca Belair. So it's saying, hey, listen, you have a very credible very very able yes. challenger to that belt. Your belt is in jeopardy. So instead of looking at me and challenging me, sweetheart, make sure you have that belt after TakeOver. What you do is instantly at TakeOver, if you really want to buzz, as soon as she wins, Charlotte Flair's music, her music hits, but then you fade out into Charlotte Flair's music. Charlotte walks down. I don't know if you get physical or not, or just point at, point at that, and there's probably going to be a WrestleMania sign. Point at the belt, point at the WrestleMania sign, and then you have it. So basically being like, okay, now that Bianca Belair's done, now that I do know it's you, I will face you at WrestleMania. I want to face you at WrestleMania. It doesn't really overshadow Bianca Belair, but it's, the match The match on the marquee isn't going to drive people, Belair versus Flair. Oh, Let's no, be honest. Oh, no, and nothing against Bianca. I think she's amazing, but I've said this to you before. She's young, and not that Rhea Ripley's not, but she's young, and she's still building her brand. Absolutely. She's going to be a champion in the future. She's going to be one of the top women's wrestlers it, of all time in the future. I believe that because Bianca Bella, there's no better athlete than her. Yeah. However, 
that is the future. Mm-hmm. I think very much so very soon, Rhea Ripley is the here and now. People have bought into that. Other than promos, which, you know, her promos can need a little work. She is, far as in the ring, phenomenal. Look at the reaction she gets. Yeah. She's huge. She deserves to face somebody like Charlotte Flair. Once again, not saying Bianca Belair is bad. I just think she needs to get to that level. This is a big-time moment for NXT and the NXT women's title. Oh, by far. You have the top, and we'll talk about where this conversation went in a minute, but whether you like it or not, you have the top women's wrestler in the world as far as since the women's revolution being Charlotte Flair. And if she is going to challenge for NXT, A, it says that, oh, remember when we said any belt? We meant any belt. Remember when we said that uh, there could possibly be, you know, uh, NXT is a big thing? It is. And I think that that establishes all of that with that challenge, and it establishes Rhea Ripley because I don't actually see her losing that match. I don't either. I think Rhea goes over. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of money to be had there because I think if Charlotte wins, everybody's just going to think it is because it's the quest for, what, 17? Quest for 17, yeah. Yeah, but to throw a big curveball and you really want to establish Rhea Ripley as a huge player in the whole WWE landscape, it's what you do. Because I know a lot of the Twitter discussion was she's going to get fed to Charlotte. I don't think so. I, I don't think so either. I, I got to point this out. Uh, we're, let's get into that. There is a little bit of Twitter hate uh, from our group of friends, but there's Twitter hate overall about Charlotte Flair. Yeah. Uh, I get it. I do. She's been kind of force-fed to us in a way. She's been kind of, you know, eh, in a way. It happens. It does happen. I get it. it, it it's what happens with everybody. The difference is, is I think the reason why she did it, and yeah, part of it is her name is Flair. Let's be honest. It, it, the name sells. Yeah. It, 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 it can't hold that against her that the name sells. The second part of it is, though, she was the first major star coming out of the women's revolution. Uh, some people would argue Paige, but Paige still had that stain of diva on her. She was up before. I think there's something to that. The first real women's revolution star was Charlotte Flair, mm. probably because of her name, but also her in-ring skill. She was leaps and bounds above the other girls who came up. Yeah. Uh, I know some people don't believe that, but Becky Lynch was still river dancing. Becky Lynch was not Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch was still river dancing. Sasha Banks was botching, which she still does in a way. Bailey was was not over on the main roster at all. But that's why Bailey didn't come up with them at the right, time. right, right at first. But still, she even when she came up, she wasn't over on the main roster at all. The gimmick didn't work there that she worked in in NXT, which is fine. You know, fast forward to now, this is a whole different Bailey. Where you know, if you look now, all of those ladies have grown into their own. Yeah, you know, Becky Lynch has become the man in the one of the highest selling wrestlers of all you know of the past few years and of all time in WWE. Uh, you know, ba- Bailey as a heel, who would have thought that the girl that most people thought would never be a heel or could never pull off being a heel is one of your most in a, in a, in, a, in a, wow i can't even say the word enigmatic heels i, I said it yeah, wrong she's enigmatic. yeah i'm just yeah yeah anyways but you know she's amazing as a heel you know sasha banks is still sasha banks i mean the boss is is great as far as promos the boss is great as far as giving you a build and a story in the ring you know she's always been a little rough and uh, she's not saying anything bad. She goes for she takes chances. <laughs> that's what people like. She she'll crash and burn, but she takes chances. I'm not really shitting on her. I'm just that's how it is. No, that's how her style is. You know, one of the yeah. people who was most surprising that came up in the second wave of women was Alexa Bliss. <laughs> Due to injuries, has kind of gotten sidelined a little bit into the tag uh, realm. But she's starting to make that come back up. She's an ignam. Yeah, she. Damn it! I'm not even going to use that word anymore because today I can't say it. Uh, she's she's great. She's she's a phenomenal worker. Phenomenal on the mic. I mean, as a character, great. I mean, so there's a lot of women who have made that come up. But if you remember, going, you got to go back to that revolution starting. 
there was one person who was leaps and bounds above all of them that had all the tools from the jump. Mm-hmm. She was great on promos. She was great in the ring. She was great at talking to people. It was great. So No, yeah, you, you have to say that. I just think lately, though, it, you can tell like she's, I don't want to say become complacent, but I know the Kyrie Sane injury. Yeah, that was a little. That That's kind of looming overhead that maybe her focus wasn't fully there at the time. But now that she's in against Ripley, you can kind of see a new bounce to her step. Yeah. So I'm thinking that has something to well, do with it. Well, I too. also think there's something to do in believing her own press. I mean, yeah. we talked about the Corey Graves thing on one of the breaks before. Corey, Corey Graves saying he, he wanted his queen back. She was kind of just wallowing in things, and she even acknowledged that he was right. Yeah. And I think that uh, maybe some of the frustration came out. Unfortunately, on Kyrie saying, I'm not saying it's right. Trust no, me, it's, it's not, not right. right. She at should all. have been punished for it. I get some people being upset that she wasn't. Uh, but uh, that 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 doesn't justify that. Uh, sure, it doesn't. However, I I I just think that you can't take a name like her. That rub that Rhea Ripley is going to get from facing Charlotte Flair is just like us talking about Ricochet going against Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I mean Charlotte Flair to the women's division in WWE as a whole, whether it's WWE or NXT, is like Brock Lesnar in oh, a yeah. way. Not like because that's just, she's not a beast. It's just but the aura. She's the aura. She's larger than life. And yeah, some of that has to do with the name. But let's not take away from her in ring work. Right. I mean, Charlotte Flair goes out there and busts her ass. And, and to say for people to just say it's her last name, it does drive me nuts a little bit because yeah, her last name might have bought her favoritism to not get suspended. Her last name might have bought her a little bit of leeway. But she goes out there and puts on the best matches in the division. I yep. mean, you can't argue it. I, I, that's that's how I look at it. But we're going to take a break. You're going to hear a promo when we come. Uh, for those of you listening on uh, Patreon, you're going to hear a special uh, rant about the Mauro Ronaldo, Corey Graves stuff because we cannot put that on air. Nope. And uh, when we come back, it's the main event time. And uh, we got a nice little, uh, there's a little something going on cooking there that I know you guys will want to listen to. So we'll be right back on The Wrestling Show. I'm Midnight Agent Raw. And I'm Okami. We are the Super Media Bros Podcast. Each week, we give a comedically informative take on movies, music, television, video games, and much more. Put your shades on and listen to all episodes on SuperMediaBrosPodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah, shades on. We're off. Wrestling fans, are you That's right, Ken. It's time to rumble. It's time for the main event. And uh, in the main event slot this week, I got to get a precursor. So on the show, we have championed the fact of the clickbait wrestling quote-unquote journalism and YouTube and the internet. And it is very clickbaity. And I've come out a bunch of times and said, these guys really don't feel this way. They're just trying to get you to click because clicks to them equal money. Mm. Uh, We have no financial gain out of it, so clicks to us aren't equaling money. Uh, This is our opinion, and I think I still would have that opinion. Uh, I'm of the opinion I love being an independent podcaster. If somebody would like to jump on board and sponsor, I would like to do a DIY. I don't want to join some some group that just throws programs into my show because I wouldn't do that to you listeners. Um, Once again, if somebody wants to pay me, though, to do a sponsorship, as long as I feel like it's uh, adequate, I would do it. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, I get it. I do get the money-making stuff. I'm not even going to shit on these sites for that. But all of them have been rah-rah AEW. Rah-rah this, rah-rah that. Uh, I guess before we go any further, it's warning, uh, trigger warning time, right? Mm-hmm. We need a drink. Prisoners don't get drinks. Oh, yeah? Hey, cool it! 
That's right, Kool-Aid's going to save the day, Ken. So, uh, Kool-Aid always does. The, the Kool-Aid drinkers, sorry, sorry if you get offended, because we are going to talk about your company, although we're going to try not to be so negative. It is a negative in connotation, but there is a reason I segued with what I did. It seems to be, it seems to me, actually, that it seems to be, that some of these places are coming off of just their clickbaitiness, and some real feelings are starting to trickle out. Uh, the, you know, the experiment at AEW is almost six months old. We're going into the sixth month now. As far as television goes. As far as the company goes, we're over a year, if you count when they made the announcement. Mm. We've had five pay-per-views from this company and over about 12, 12-ish uh, AEW Dynamites and about 12-ish uh, AEW Darks. Uh, and, of course, the countless number of other YouTube stuff that they do. Right. Which is fine. I'm not crapping. So let's just say that there's a body of work now to be judged. Uh, and uh, it's starting to get to the point where people are judging. We've been judging it for a while. And we've called them when they've done things good. And we've called them when they've done things bad. And I, I guess that could make us unpopular with some, which is fine. I'd rather be honest to myself than be popular for a bullshit opinion uh, that's not real. Some people uh, don't have that same philosophy, yeah. obviously. And I get, once again, I get it. Clickbait, they make money off of clicks. I get it. If yeah. I was doing that, I guess I'd be in that boat. Uh, one of the biggest cheerleaders, besides guys on the payroll. Because let's be honest, Dave Meltzer's on the fucking payroll mm, at AEW. Van Vliet is. And, and, and Van Vliet is definitely, well, we know he's definitely. The, the Dave, Uncle Dave is like on a side note. Mm. Like, they don't say it, but uh, Van Vliet had a whole, you know, AEW, you know, welcomes, you know what I yeah, mean? Like, they, he had one of his hashtag, he is AEW, whatever the fuck, it, you know, right. they were doing at the time. So he was a signed guy. Um, so you understand where their hit pieces come from. I get it. You work for the company, they're paying you. And Dave Meltzer, trust me, is getting paid uh, by AEW quite a bit. Uh, so, you know, you have other people that, like I said, it's click. One of the big companies uh, out there is What Culture? What Culture Wrestling? They've been very, very friendly to the All Elite brand. Uh, they've been very critical of WWE, which you can be. We've been very critical of them as well, but they're one of those people who have been super critical because they're going after a fan base to click on. Right. Same thing with AEW. They've been very lenient on AEW because they're going after a fan base to click on. They were the ones that were still alluding that CM Punk was a done deal for AEW, even though we knew that he signed a Fox contract to work for backstage. Interesting. Mm. Like, the facts were out there. They're the same people out there now. If you click on to their videos or WrestleTalks videos or, you know, and I'm, once again, I'm not saying that if you watch them to not watch them, but I'm just telling you the companies, some of them, just throwing it out there. If you click on their videos, they're telling you that Marty Skrull could still show up on AEW. I will guarantee you one thing. That, that is the not in the contract. Yeah. I will put money on it. The Ring of Honor didn't sign him to allegedly over a million dollars a year for them to let him go on to AEW television. I promise you, AEW and WWE are out of bounds. I will promise you on that. Ring of Honor or NWA and New Japan, they work with Ring of Honor. There's no surprise that they'll let him work there. But it is built into his contract. Anyways, I digress. So what culture, though, surprised me today as I opened up my Facebook and I was uh, doing some stuff prepping for this show. And we were gonna, uh, I was trying to figure out what we were going to talk about. And then they surprised me again. And I sent this article to you. The article was titled, Seven Promises... AEW have made since launching, and in parentheses, but have not kept. Yeah, surprising to see that this was an article by them. Yeah, I was kind of shocked as well. So, 
I'm going to go through this and then we're going to kind of add a couple of our own to it. Uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. We're not going to be harsh on things that were years in the build, but you've had enough time to make some of these things a reality. And I think there's some of these things that they've missed uh, that they've had time to make a reality as well, Ken. So I'm going to go over them. and I'm sure you have a couple ideas as well. So number seven on their list was the Oriental Wrestling Entertainment, you know, O-W-E. Yeah. Uh, they announced on January 8th that that was the first company that they had a promotion with, uh, that they had a spar with. Of course, as you remember, uh, SEMA came in with hashtag Stronghearts, uh, and they wrestled at the uh, Double or Nothing pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so that's SEMA, L. Lindemann, and T-Hawk. Remember that? Yep. So uh, since then, though, they have gone on some undercars of pay-per-views. Uh, I think the SEMA also made a uh, Shima, sorry, also made uh, an appearance on AEW Dark yeah. too. Yeah, Shima also fought Kenny Omega and gave him his first win. Yep, yep, on pay per view. Yep. But he also did. Uh, he's done a dark. He's done darks, but well. he has. They have been on TV. But that's what they're saying. Supposedly, you guys are promoting together, but not one native talent from that promotion has appeared on AEW television yet. I mean, I'm not as worried about that one. But it was a promise that you're working with somebody. The same thing could be said for AAA. Allegedly, I have a deal with AAA. We've seen the AAA championship that Kenny Omega defends on Dark occasionally. And, of course, if you count, you know, Phoenix and uh, Pentagon, which you can't really. Yeah. Because they're signed to AEW as well. Uh, I haven't seen any AAA crossover other than that. No, the only crossover they did was defend the titles on uh, All Out. It was um, the ladder match there. Between the Bucks and yeah, but yeah, there hasn't been any connection. It's just been since they started. It was supposed to be the fresh take, and we're working with everybody. And here we are, five months later into TV, and yeah, crickets. So uh, number six, though, is this is another one that we've talked about on here, and we can talk about in a minute. Cody's roster claims. So in August 2019, he was on Twitter. Uh, fan asked on Twitter, and uh, this is the exact exchange. Fan says, "You got Luchasaurus and Sean Spears. Everyone." Oh, sorry. It just went out on me. Everyone else is small. I do love AEW and I will watch it. Just thought I'd send you my thoughts. It's obviously talking about the size of performers. We've said that they have a lot of undersized guys. I'm not upset about that, but I think that they could use some bigger guys. When Sean Spears is listed as one of your big guys, that's that's kind of a problem. Yeah. Uh, like not big, like talent wise, big, like Wardlow f- physicality wise. Uh, Cody responded by saying, we've revealed about 40% of the roster. Sometimes it's better to let the paint painter paint and then judge the picture. Okay, uh, this sounded very exciting. The AW roster was quite uh, what it is today, but the promotion had confirmed 49 wrestlers signed. So that means if it was at 40%, that would mean that they would have over 100 signed roster. They don't. Yeah. Uh, later on, Cody Rhodes would say that uh, he had missed... <laughs> that he uh, Later on, he said, the American Nightmare exclaimed, I think that number comes from the fact that I didn't go to college and I'm not good at math. He told the media, honestly, we have a lot of the roster left. I don't know if I was on the nose with 40%. Well, then you shouldn't be making those claims. If you're the face of the organization, you can't give a number like that and then backtrack on it. I'm just saying, meanwhile, your competitors are signing people left and right. Yeah. And by competitors, I'm not just talking about WWE. I'm talking about Impact Wrestling, mm-hmm. who's had some big signings with re-signing Sammy Callahan, re-signing Tessa Blanchard, signing Joey Ryan, who uh, was supposed to come to your product, and he didn't. Yeah. Ring of Honor. Uh, most notably, obviously, signed your boy away. You know, Marty Skrull. Oh, he's coming in. He's coming in. Yeah, where is he? Not so much. Uh, we're going to talk. That's coming up in a minute. Something about that as well that ties into that. But once again, sign with Ring of Honor, WWE. Your women's division, which is actually next on this list in a way, 
is kind of struggling, as most fans are pointing out. Even fans of your product are pointing that out. But yet, WWE just signed Mercedes Martinez, who could have helped your women's division immensely. Not just as an in-ring performer, because she's phenomenal, but also because coaching some of the girls that could use a little bit of uh, extra love Mm. as far as uh, polishing them, if you will. Yeah. She's amazing. That's what she's there to do in WWE. She's a player coach. She's there to help polish some of the younger talent and also to, you know, give her her props. And it was a hell of an appearance at the Royal Rumble. Oh, it's huge. I marked out. I mean, I understand that some people don't know who she is, but I marked out. No, but the fact she got called up there that quick for the Rumble, that's huge, huge amount of respect. And we just talked about this this morning when we had breakfast. Uh, Why is a guy like, why aren't you getting guys out of the Evolve system? Like, I understand that that's kind of WWE minors, if you will, but those guys aren't signed to WWE contracts. They're not signed to contracts at all. The fact that a guy like Austin Theory, who is a phenomenal worker and phenomenal, he's only going to get better. He's a young kid. He's what, 21, 22, I think? He's only going to get better. He's already carries himself like a star. He's going to be a fucking star in this why did he sign with WWE? Why didn't you guys offer him money? Come on, man. Come on. And then the guys you are promised to sign, we talked about it earlier. Brian Cage, maybe is signed. Brody Lee might be signing. Until we you know, see him in the ring. We, we, until I see him, I don't believe it because you guys have promised us CM Punk, Marty Skrull, <laughs> Joey Ryan. You've promised us a lot and it's not happened. I mean, I, Jesus. You just think they're out of range of the 5G network? Uh, maybe, maybe. So uh, number five on their list was the Joshis equaling WCW's cruiserweights. Remember, they were going to bring in Japanese Joshis, mm-hmm. which we were very impressed with. I got to go back to the first couple pay-per-views when they had Joshi matches, the six-woman Joshis on both of them, and we were all impressed with that match. What happened, man? I mean, Rio is your champion. You know, you, you, do, you do bring in Sheeta and, and a couple of the girls. But they're not all wrestling Joshi. They're not. We don't have a bunch of Joshi wrestlers doing. You know, why is there not a spot on every every other dynamite at least where it's a Joshi versus Joshi match? An exciting tag or six way is a good way to get them over. Instead, you're putting them in the ring with. It's like putting a luchador in the ring with an American style wrestler. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, you see things that are exposed because luchadors are are notorious sloppy. Because down there, it's more about how glitzy the move looks, not how you land it, if yeah. you will. Like the selling, if you will. Same thing in the Joshi. It's kind of a, almost a similar thing. So when you're working in there with somebody like a Nyla Rose, who is a very strong style American style wrestler, it doesn't look as good when you're missing and just grazing her and she's bumping for you. So the fans are like, eh. yeah, and that's what's kind of throwing some things off. But when they're wrestling each other, it looks phenomenal. Why, why aren't we showcasing that more? There's no good excuse. You should be. And they promised that. Yeah, they promised it. Here's my favorite one, by the way. At number four, no ridiculous storylines. Remember when Tony Khan said that we are not going to insult wrestling fans. We're yep. not going to be like our competitor and have these horrible storylines that everybody complains about. And, uh, you know, get, give them credit. They've done good stuff with, like, Cody versus Jericho. I'll give them credit for that. You know, right now they're doing some good stuff with Omega and Paige and the Young Bucks. You know, so they're doing some realistic storylines. I'll give them credit. However... Uh, and I'm going to add something to this. They pointed out, this is them. This is what culture. Mm-hmm. You see the article, Ken. Yeah. You guys can look. He's got it up too. If you if you, if you guys want to read it, go to what culture on Facebook. The article's there. So you know I'm not just making this up. Their exact quote here is, the Dark Order's vignettes are immaculate, but dragged down by the rest of their presentation with a goofy cult languishing from an ice-cold debut in that dis- disastrous 18th of December angle. By the way, they're 18 December, they are British, so that's why they write it that way. The Nightmare Collective spooky nonsense is the biggest blade on Dynamite at the moment. Chris Statlander, a tremendous wrestler, is playing an alien on national television. The Butcher and the Blade have become literal butchers using literal blades to hack meat and vignettes. None of these things has 
anything to do with wrestling or indeed sport. And while they vary in quality, they don't fit the product that was initially promised. This is all their words. I don't disagree with any of that. I'll even take it a step further. Uh, they they ruined it on the first pay-per-view. Double or nothing, the first technical AEW pay-per-view, because all, all in you can't count. Double or nothing, they opened with the Battle Royal, and Glacier froze a wrestler on the top rope by spitting water on him. Yep. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> no, just for what for their first debut, they backtracked on a lot of their stuff, and, and the fact that it goes back to what I've been preaching on here for a while. You don't have one figurehead running the show. You have too many executive vice presidents that are saying different things. They're not on a unified message to the media, to the fans. This is where it shows because Tony was very adamant about no hokey storylines. And let alone you have the hot garbage that rivals the Lana Lashley Rusev angle, and that is the nightmare collective with Brandy Rhodes and whatever the fuck she is doing. Uh, by the way, we could say it would rival with their own cuck one, but they keep changing on that because that would be the Kip Sabian. That's what I was going to say too. But... Jo- jo- Joey Janela, but that just has kind of gone away. Instead, we've got. Yeah, we'll get to that. I don't want to jump. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyways, I, I, there's a lot of goofiness going on, and and we're going to call you for it. Of course, you know the reason why the 18th December was so disastrous, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is because they assumed that Marty Skrull would be revealed. But you know, you yeah. know. Yeah, that's things. So number three is free TV in the UK. Of course, of course. I don't know why people overlook this. Of course, I think it's because we're in the states. But I remember, we have the TNT deal here. They never made a deal in the UK. They couldn't come to terms. So the compromise is that you can pay uh, X amount of dollars on Fight.TV and watch the show every week if you want to see it on time. If not, you have to watch it literally in the middle of the night. I do believe. Yeah, it's some crazy on, on like some that. Really crazy channel. So yeah. Uh, ITV, it says ITV now endeavor to upload Dynamite to their ITV hub streaming platform within 24 hours of it airing in the United States, though they regularly miss the mark. If you want to get it guaranteed, you have to pay for it on Fight.TV. So stupid. I I mean, I just can't believe that you're launching and you're going to be competition to World Wrestling Entertainment. And uh, yeah, here it is. Number two. And I got to give them props. Focused women's wrestling. This is the thing that's become the most under fire in Twitter. The Twitter crowd has turned on AEW, not completely, but we noticed that there was some cracks in the foundation. Mm-hmm. This is another one that the media is going after him. But we figured it out a couple weeks ago when, man, there was a lot of judgment on the lack, the lack of respect in women's wrestling. You could turn on WWE, which, of course, on this show, we always explain WWE is Raw and SmackDown. Right. And you see a women's card that main events pay-per-views and main events their shows at times. Very equal to the men's card, sometimes better. We've had some amazing feuds out of that. Mm. I mean, we know next week the main event of Raw is Becky Lynch versus Asuka again. Yeah. Which is fine that they're doing again. I love that. It's a good match every time. Yeah, running back. It's cool. Keep running it back. But that's the main event of Raw next week. Um, When's the last time a women's match main evented uh, Dynamite? Hasn't. 12 12 episodes. Hasn't. So if it's important to you, why wouldn't it main event at least one out of 12? Because you haven't established enough stars in that division. Exactly. Secondly, you then compare it to their com- complete competitor. The one that I don't understand why people don't watch, other than that it has the WWE stank on it. Because it's better than AEW at doing what AEW claims that they want to do in every single way, and that's NXT. Mm-hmm. The NXT women's division is untouchable. That's right. I'll say it again. Untouchable. The talent level in AEW's, or NXT, sorry, women's division 
it decimates what AEW was hoping to do. Yeah. Meanwhile, we have a whole bunch of nonsense. The only great thing about right now is that we have Britt Baker cutting promos. <laughs> That's yeah. it. Yeah, and I mean, that has been the only blessing in disguise, but it, it's a Band-Aid over an open wound. The fact that you touted that you were really going to make this a focal point, and you haven't because you haven't got enough big stars to come there. Tessa Blanchard decided to re-up with Impact. If you added her to that mix, then maybe you could, and note I stress, could make an argument, but you didn't. You haven't added anybody. Statlander is a good up-and-coming wrestler, but I don't think it's connected with any fans yet. The gimmick's too out there and i'm gonna only read their last one their last one is the real sport field what you could have clumped in was things but i want to read the meat of this get your opinion then i want to read the last tag because i think it's telling of what i said a minute ago mm-hmm. so they're, they're the big meat of potatoes of this for them on what culture was well the company has succeeded in hitting some aspects of this the win loss records booking mechanism presentation of guys like cody and chris jericho as prize fighters etc definitely helped the product feel more like sports than sports entertainment there's a lot that undermines it and act like the dark order can't exist in a real sport tag rules are treated with such flippancy that they may as well not exist referees and other officials are regularly undermined or made to look foolish the in-house tag style as thrilling as it flips and dives and can be isn't always realistic bruisers like jake hager and wardlow whom you'd fancy to wreck most of the wrestler in a real in a real combat sports event haven't even wrestled yet yeah (laughs) they're very uh, i mean i can't disagree you could also have put that into the bullshit storylines uh and this is the last clip because that was number one their last clip is kind of what i've just been saying They said the irony of the situation is that while AEW made these promises in their quest for differentiation, NXT's framework is far closer to a real sport feel than theirs at the moment. New Japan, meanwhile, dwarves both, Mm -hmm. which is true of that. Yeah. Uh, Once again, I will go go everything that AEW has promised. NXT does better. Uh, It's true. You can't argue. It's a better product top to bottom, and they've done enough to establish if you wanted to make it a real sport feel. Which, if that was the the case, I mean, AEW has missed that mark from the get. And you can't, at this stage, you can't say you're trying to still do that. So what are you? What's your identity? Okay, so uh, here's here's a nutshell. Here's a couple things that they missed. Mm -hmm. Promised. Tag wrestling with main event. Win. Um, I mean, they've done it a couple times, but like the serious tag. Like, I'm not talking about Chris Jericho tagging with Sammy Guevara no, 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 no. to take on, you know, the Young Bucks or a six-man tag. I'm talking about like the real big feel. The belts are on the line. The tag titles. The, you know, if your tag team's main eventing, that means the tag team titles have to be in a prominent feature. The tag team belts are an afterthought. The guys who main event, the only time that we see a main event with a tag team, true tag team, was the Young Bucks versus Ortiz and Santana in a street fight. And neither of them got a tag shot. As a matter of fact, they bypassed both of those teams for a tag shot and gave it to a makeshift team. Oh, did I say that? a makeshift team who is now your tag team champions of Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. Remember when they were criticizing WWE about their makeshift tag teams uh-huh. because real tag teams didn't matter? Uh, explain this one to me, and don't give me this bullshit that they're members of the elite. Do not give me that bullshit. They're both singles wrestlers. Hangman Page challenged and could have become your first uh, champion, and Kenny has almost exclusively wrestled uh, as singles wrestling until recently, with the exception of six-man tags with the Young Bucks, who are the real elite. Mm. 
No, I mean, the only thing I was trying to remember, but was All Out the AAA tag team titles as yeah. the main event? No. The, uh, did that go on last? No, I don't think that went on. I, I, I think, can't remember. I, no, 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 my phone no, no, right no, now, no. So. Page, Page and uh, Jericho, Jericho went last. Okay. Which, which it should have been. Oh, yeah, uh, it, it, it should have been. That not, to mention, not to mention you shouldn't be defending other teams' tag titles on your show. That's just a whole other ballgame. That, that is, but that's what I was trying to figure because that's there, the only I time. I might be wrong. There might have been one tag match that didn't include the Young Bucks and somebody else, but my problem is I don't remember there being a tag title no, match. No, that's what I'm trying to go with because I'm trying to remember if there has been a, not even the AEW tag team titles because maybe when they crowned it the champions um, when it was SCU. It, it's, it's so forgettable that I don't remember. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm just trying to backtrack and think, okay, when if maybe. Okay, if we're wrong, I apologize, but still, it's not no, a focal it's, point. It's, point. It's, it's still the point of the matter. It's not a focal point as it should be. Right. The tag titles have not been treated like a main title. They have not been. No, they haven't been. No, I agree with you. I'm not doubting that. I'm just trying to sit there and, and think because for all they've promised about making that relevant, they haven't. And you were touting that you have the greatest tag team division in all of professional wrestling. You haven't done shit with it. Not to mention, once again, they were very critical of WWE and their makeshift tag teams. Yeah. Well, right now your tag champs are Kenny Omega and Adam Page. Um, guys, that's a makeshift team. And I know you can spew some bullshit. And it, it is working for storyline. I'm enjoying the storyline. Mm-hmm. I'm not shitting on that storyline. The storyline is fine. Yeah. I get it. But you can't be critical of something and then do the same thing and then go, oh, you can't call us on it. Mm. That's part of storyline. Well, it's part of storyline WWE, too. And a lot of those teams have become teams long-term. Yeah. Cesaro and Sheamus come to mind. The bar. Yep. They're probably the last real one that's gone and really done something. I mean, even now with the tag champs, if you say it's Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy, I mean, there is a storyline. They are in the cult, if you will. Yeah. (laughs) Rollin, Rollin, Seth Allen. Oh, Seth Allergy. Seth Allergy. Seth Allergy works a lot better. Seth Allergy. Almost sounds like Scientology. Diesel's butthole somewhere is getting clinched. Yeah. Uh, So uh, I'm just saying, I I just, that's one of my criticisms. The women's division and tag division, we were told we're going to be major players. And they're not. You know where they are major players? Take a guess. NXT. Take a guess. It's it's not wrong. No. If you all the haters out there, please tune into NXT once in a while and check out the tag division. I I will implore you. Maybe put AEW. And I don't even say for ratings. Actually, fuck it. You, if you're worried about ratings, if you don't have a Nielsen's box, it doesn't matter anyways. But it, it, let's just say that you are worried about ratings. Okay, watch AEW live. Then I implore you to either on the network or on the USA app watch NXT. The next day you can watch NXT on. WWE Network. I know you still have it. Uh, I know you guys didn't cancel. Don't worry. We see you bitching on Twitter, so we know you still watch Raw, SmackDown, and uh, and that. So hopefully you're watching NXT on the network because those numbers don't count. That's fine, but you know it's a better quality. And just think about. It. I implore you to watch this upcoming week, as I do believe we are seeing the finals of the Dusty Rhodes Classic. Yep. Between the grizzled young vets G-Y-V. and uh, the uh, bro, bro, bruiser bruiser weights. No, bruiser weights won that. Oh, they did win. So they that's already win. happened. Oh, that's right. That's right. They got the title shot. But anyways, watch that match. Sorry. Go back to that week. I'm off a week. I don't know what because I was working. Yeah. It was a six-day stretch cut, folks. Sorry. Uh, but no. Go back and watch that match. Phenomenal. Actually, go back and watch the whole Dusty Rhodes Classic. Yeah. Phenomenal. Go back and watch any match that featured the, the Undisputed Era in the past year. With it doesn't matter. Insert team here. Go back even before that. Watch the matches with the War the War Raiders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Them, the Street Profits, mm-hmm. you can throw in anybody. Mm-hmm. No, I'll wait. I'll go back for it. You, you think that's new? How about when the Revival did mean something when they were facing DIY? Mm-hmm. By the way, for all you guys happy that the Revival may be coming to AEW, that's fine. They're a mediocre tag team. I said it. I don't care. 
The only time they've ever looked good, and we had this discussion at the Super Bowl, I'm going to say it on air because I put my feelings on wax, I don't care, uh, is when they fought DIY. But then again, who is that mostly on? Is that? I'm not saying they can't work. They are good workers. But think about it. The only times that they were ever five-star, I want to see them wrestle guys, was when they were going up against Ciampa and, and Gargano, who are two of the best at what they do. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure right now Gargano and Ciampa can wrestle a broom to a fucking five-star match. Oh, yeah. So no offense. And maybe they'll go over and have great matches with the Young Bucks. Is Young Bucks the same? But that's there's other tags in that division. They're maybe not the same. Can you do it with them? Can you have those matches with SCU? Uh, Not saying anything bad against SCU because they're a great team, but they're not able to make everybody look like a million bucks. Or how about Jurassic Express? Or how about Best Friends? There you go. And not saying anything bad about those teams. I like all those guys. I like all of those teams. I like all of those guys. Don't don't get me wrong. Don't take that the wrong way. And don't take Ken the wrong way. We like those guys. I'm just saying, can you have those matches with them when you're not wrestling the top-tier talent? The Young Bucks can put anybody over because they're the fucking Young Bucks. The Lucha Bros can put anybody over they want to. They want to. They're yeah. like Brock Lesnar. They have to want to yeah. because they're the Lucha Bros. You know, uh, for the most part, SCU is pretty good at it too because those guys are vets like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. You know, but younger teams like Jurassic Express, maybe not so much. I mean, the best friends a little bit because obviously they're vets. But like Jurassic Express, that's a true test. It's not a test to go up against, uh, you know, the Young Bucks. And if DIY makes you look like a million bucks, that's where it's at, man. I'm just saying. That's my only belief in them. Sorry. No, you're not wrong. Sorry. So getting excited about them possibly coming? Get excited. It is a big sign. It would be one of the, it would be the only big signing from WWE that you ever had. However, I don't think that that's your answer. That's not going to make your tag division the greatest tag division ever because you're still looking at NXT's tag division that has so much depth that as guys move up, they still have guys to fill in. Think about how many teams that they moved up and they're like, oh, that's the end of their tag division. And then there, because think about it, before DIY, there was the Ascension. Mm-hmm. I understand on the main roster, they didn't do shit. And I, I argue that the Ascension should get hired, that AEW should hire them. If there's big guys, that's somebody they don't have. And they're actually really good in the ring when you let them be them. They fucked them up on Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. They absolutely did. But think about it. When the Ascension left, they went, oh, man, who's going to take over for the Ascension? Then DIY came in and the Revival came in. Oh, man, those matches were good. Both those teams are, well, one team went up, one team split up and became, you know, singles wrestlers. What's going to happen to the division now? And then we got the influx of Undisputed Era, the War Raiders, the, 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 Basically the, the Street Profits, yeah. you know, and, and there was more. And, and I'm going to tell you what, guys, if any of these guys go up now, there's more in the wings. They're waiting. They're chopping at the bit to show the world what they can do. Yeah. I mean, look at NXT UK. If you don't even believe NXT, whew, the one thing Dusty Rhodes did that showed Gallus is real. Imperium is real. Oh, Imperium is the... <laughs> the Grizzled Young Vets, super fucking real. Even yeah. Flash even Flash Morgan and... Uh, uh, what's his Mark, name? Mark, Mark Andrews. Andrews. Yeah, guys. Mustache real. Mountain. Mustache Mountain? Man. <laughs> Best match of the year so far, Mustache Mountain versus... Uh, DIY. DIY. Bar none. That yeah. match is phenomenal. Yeah. They're doing the things you said you are going to do. But I got to end on one last note. And it's going to be the sticking point. Sorry. I didn't forget Tony Khan. What about that health care for all, baby? When are our guys going to get health care? And I'm not talking about the 52 executives you have to get them office health care. I'm talking about my, my boys down here, uh, what is it, uh, private party. Where's their health care? Where's, uh, where's Jurassic Express's health care? 
where's uh you know pentagon and phoenix is mm-hmm. well, i mean i understand they're from mexico but still where's their health care bro yeah. where's where's the health care for angelico and uh jack evans where's the health care for the best friends because none of them are executives where's my you know you guys said that and then you backtracked on that shit but because you realized how expensive it was you wanted to take shots at wwe for why they don't have it with the independent contractors and you did the same shit shame on you for doing that shit man and this is why i'll call you on your bullshit and this is why i'm glad that finally somebody out there named what culture give them craps i'll give them a little clap skis are calling you on it because you have to be called on it it's 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 so bad that people i mean understand wwe got bad and i understand that's why people were waiting for something new and different man but come on we can't excuse this shit you can't i'm not gonna crucify them for all the other bullshit because you know time heals all wounds maybe the production will get better so far (laughs) it's gotten a little better little little better baby steps but i I have hope for that over time give it a couple years (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but you know I'm not even gonna rag on that by the but, time they get to true TV it'll be all fixed it'll be all baby it'll be all gravy uh hopefully hopefully be our live you know we, we got thrown out there by a, a friend of ours who was a wrestler who was also a fan who wanted to know if we were going to be watching revolution we're like eh, if enough people want to come down and throw we'll we'll watch it because at least we pay for it yeah just want to throw that out there. We got a lot of we got a lot of them hardcore aew fans I know some of you might listen to this podcast that ain't paying for it Ain't paying for it. Pay for it if you believe in it, man. Open that wallet up. Yeah. You only got four a year. It's only two hundred bucks. I mean, in comparison, you could pay one hundred and twenty over a twelve month period and WWE Network it. But you know, you guys are all gun ho. Cancel that WWE Network subscription. You don't have to come up with eighty more dollars. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but hopefully, BR Live works this time because I'm tired of paying fifty bucks for BR Live to shit on me. And I've done it on multiple devices, and the internet was working just fine because we were playing on a Roku, an outdated Roku. We were playing the Evolve show on the network that didn't skip once at the same time we were playing what with Fight for the Fallen. Yep. And uh, BR Live had nothing but buffering issues, and the network ran perfectly fine. And mind you, we were playing uh, BR Live on a Fire Stick, a new Fire Stick. Yeah. We weren't even on a used Fire Stick. No excuses. None. Man, ESPN Plus almost treated us like that during the McGregor fight. They treated us worse. They, treated, they, they, got, they got us dirty, bro. Yeah, they, they got did. us dirty. They got us be our lifestyle. They could not handle all the, the influx for the Connor. Yeah. Well, with that, that's enough ragging on it. I know we had a mostly positive show, but like, I got to be honest, and it's not even a negative. I just want to see these things happen. Let's hold their feet to the flame. They claim things. And I also want to put the challenge out. Once again, if you are a Kool-Aid drinker, that's fine. Like what you like. I'm not really shitting on you. I just have a name for you. I also say the WWE marks are the believers, okay? We, we, we've we already gone through that. We've already established We've that. already established it. We, 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 we're on both sides. We shit on, we shit on Raw and SmackDown a lot. Mm-hmm. The reason we don't call it NXT is not, and we have, we've said we didn't like certain things, but they don't really do things wrong, unfortunately. I mean, fortunately for me, because I'm a fan, but unfortunately for a, an opinion, they're hitting home runs left and right. And this is what I want to throw it out to you guys. If you guys are so jaded that you can't watch NXT and go, hey, the product that AEW promised us is the product that's going on every fucking Wednesday on the other channel. Even if you want to support AEW, I applaud you. At least check out NXT. Yeah. And make it known that, hey, and I would, I, I'm challenging you guys, watch an episode of NXT, any episode. And if you can tell me that, it's, that any episode of Dynamite is better than any, get, other than tape delayed <laughs> highlight reel shows for NXT, get, let, let me know. Because I would like to have that conversation. You can take your best episode of Dynamite, pick your best episode, and I can pick an episode at random of NXT, and I promise you it is better wrestling action. I promise. I, I have no problem with discussing that. You can pick the worst episode of NXT since it's been on USA. 
And I guarantee it's better wrestling action. Yeah. They opened with a better opening match. They finished with a better main event. And the filler was good. Go ahead. Let's just challenge this up. Let's challenge it up. I, as a matter of fact, I'll put that challenge to Ken. Ken, go on your homework this week. Find me the best AEW. For, I, I mean, I'll look too. But we'll agree on it. We're going to find the best AEW show we can. And then we'll just pick an NXT show at random. I don't even care. I, I, if it's one of, if, when we pick it at random, if it's one of the ones that's stacked, we'll, we'll discard it and pick a different one. Okay. And we will go, and I'm going to review myself, match to match, segment to segment, which one is better. With unbiased. I'm trying to think. I think the AEW one is the one before Jacksonville. Okay. That's that's the one that's coming to mind right now. This is the one that they really... Maybe like. we should put a poll up. Maybe we should get some takes on from the on Twitter. Yeah, all right. You or me, one of us will put it up. And we'll we'll see on Twitter what, what what's, which episode of Dynamite you thought was the best. Okay. And I, I will watch that episode of Dynamite. I will watch... Actually, I'll just, I'll just compare it to this week's NXT. I won't even search for NXT. So we don't even know. I don't even know what's going on this week's NXT. But I'll just take this week's NXT. I don't think it's overbooked. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's because the takeover is coming up. So it's going to be, this is uh, two weeks out from takeover. So it's not even the go home show for takeover. Right. The only thing that will be different is the Charlotte Flair segment. Yeah, everything else should be pretty stack well. And I, and I, and I, uh, I, I won't even include the Charlotte Flair segment as, as, as part of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll disregard the segment with her and Rhea Ripley. Okay. And, I, and we'll, I'll grade it. Like I normally do, and then I'll grade the best episode of AEW. I won't even take this week's AEW. I want the best episode. I'd say put it up on Twitter. Yeah, put, we'll put it up on Twitter. Yeah, put it up on Twitter. Let the let the people vote. Yeah, we'll see what you guys think. I'll I'll do a I'll do NXT, and then by by next week because we'll probably record this. I don't know what day we'll be recording. On, I'll let you know. But but I would say by Sunday. I want to know. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll set the poll. Well, I won't even poll. Just whatever episode you guys think is the best episode of AEW on Dynamite to date. I'm going to watch it back. I'll find it, watch it back. I will grade it fairly. I tr- promise. I, I will give you reasons why. And then I will give you reasons why I graded NXT. I'm a pretty good fair grader. Mm. I really, I, for the most part, I am. So yeah. you give me the one with all the A matches. Because <laughs> I'm going to tell you the difference between the shows on top of that. I'm going to break it down from a production generalized opinion. I won't even count in the shoddy fucking production for AEW. I won't even hold the shoddy production against it. We'll just go match to match, content to content, storyline to storyline. And I'm going to tell you, I guarantee if it's not the better, if it's not better, it's at least the same. Yeah. And that's a given episode of NXT. I'm not even talking about the ones where they had three title fights on them. Mm -hmm. Come on, guys. No, put it up on Twitter. I think it's the one that, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's the one before the Jacksonville show. I think it's the one before Jacksonville. I think because I think that's the one I watched and I was very impressed with. Yeah. I think that was. I think that. that I think that's probably what I'm leaning towards because that one I, I did watch and I was impressed with it. There were still some problems, but I was impressed. Yeah, with right. It. But that but and that week's. But by, by the way, that week's that week's NXT was better. Oh yeah, because that week's NXT was the kickoff to uh, the Dusty Rhodes or Dusty's. Dusty Rhodes Classic. So that week we got Gallus versus Undisputed Era, and we got uh, Forgotten Sons, Forgotten and- Sons, and Imperium. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> a little unfair, but you know, it, it, that's a normal episode of of, of NXT. Though you're going to get two good, you're going to get one or two great tag team matches. You're going to get one or two great women's matches, and then you're going to get the rest will be you know the guys that you want, you know, guys matches that you want to see. Occasionally, you get the cruiserweight championship match. If not, you get at least one cruiserweight match. Yeah, and then you get you know. It, it fills out with the rest of the guys. It fills out with uh, something that Keith Lee's in, or something that Roddy Strong's in, something Adam Cole's in, something Tommaso Ciampa's in, something uh, that uh, the Bruiserweights in, something that Gargano is now in, or Finn Balor is in. 
uh, Cameron Grimes. Like there's, there's a well, list this goes of guys. On and on. It doesn't matter. That's the filler. That's the filler in between. But there's usually two women's matches, and even their weak women's matches are better than anything that AEW puts on. Mm. You could take any random weak women's match and Aaliyah versus oh. Mia Yim yep. and is better than anything they're doing on the other channel. I was thinking Aaliyah. And I'm not shitting on either one of those athletes. No. They're both good. I'm just pointing out that's how deep the NXT women's roster is. Is there is there is one of their top mid-card people in Mia Yim and one of their lower-card people in the women's division uh, Aaliyah. In, in Aaliyah will have a better match than Riho versus Nyla Rose. Yeah. That's a problem. And those are your top tier, ladies and gentlemen. Are you with me? That's your top tier. You could have all four of your top women. Uh, so it would be Britt Baker, Rio, Nyla Rose, and who's the fourth? B. Priestley, maybe? No, I don't know. Statlander. Statlander. Okay, you could take those four, put them in a four-way match at the top of your card, and I will put that up against just a one-on-one mid-card match from NXT, and I'm going to tell you which match will be better, mm-hmm. technically. And it's, it's always going to be the NXT one. I could be wrong. They could surprise me, but they haven't done it yet. Because Rio's going to miss a bunch of the spots. Nyla Rose is going to bump for shit that she shouldn't bump for. Britt Baker, they don't ever use her right, which is sad because she's a great wrestler. Mm-hmm. And same with Statlander. She's a good wrestler. They, don't, they haven't used her right to date. If no. I'm judging her career off of AEW and not what I've seen in the indies, independentwrestling.tv, promo code absolute, and you can watch some really good Statlander stuff. But if I'm, if I'm judging her just from AEW, not so good. Yeah, Just throwing it out there. I know we went a little long in that. But I think it's important, man. If we want AEW to get better, trust me, there's two people in this room that would love for that not to be the issue. I would love for me to go, man, I can take the worst AEW show and the worst NXT show and they're the same fucking thing and I can watch both. I find labor problems watching AEW. That's why I don't watch it live anymore. I watch it delayed so I can skip it. It's like when I watch Raw. Because I can't can't do it, man. I can't do it when they're doing spots on the little screen. Like, don't do, save your spots for when the screen is big. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, guys. Yeah. Although I do applaud Sammy Guevara. I'm so, not a huge Sammy fan. I really am not. I got to be honest with you. But what he does during those breaks with those those cards, fucking classic. Yeah. I love it. That part I do love. There's certain things they do great over there. Yeah, there's certain things they do great. And, and like Rich touched upon, it's like we are trying to see if AEW can get better because we do want to get better. I'm just saying, fans, if you blindly let them believe stuff, it's never going to get better. Right. Because there's no way you can't see these problems, too. You're just bypassing them just to make them feel good. Don't make them feel good. I guarantee you right now, if you ask Co- I, I wish I could get an interview with Cody Rhodes because I bet you if I ask Cody Rhodes right now, if I have legitimate concerns and I can have a real conversation with you, would you try to change these things to make it better? I bet you, I bet you he would say if the fan base is saying that we want these to be better, that it will get better. Yeah. I guarantee he wants to hear the criticism. I can't see that he's, I don't think he's dumb enough to think that if we can make something better, it won't. Because, I mean, I, I, but then again, maybe not because Kenny Omega just defended their women's division and nothing has changed. Yeah. But that's not on Cody, though. No. I wonder if, it, I wonder if the difference is getting in Cody's ear or Chris Jericho's ear. But then again, Chris Jericho has also said the women's division is shit. Yeah. Very public about it. He's also said the tag division was shit. I mean, this is Chris, this is coming from Chris Jericho, your top star. Right. So, AEW depends. Like I said, they need one captain to steer that ship. They don't need five. They, can't. I, I, they need two. Yeah. Tony Khan, you be the captain and have your co-captain be Chris Jericho and just do what he tells you to do. Yeah. There's nobody that knows more about the wrestling business in that locker room, obviously, than him. Mm-hmm. Don't buy the hype that just because he's the sunny Cody Rhodes that Cody Rhodes knows what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. Or hire outside. Hire somebody like a Bully Ray that'll make your TV better. Hire somebody like uh, uh, an Eric Bischoff. We talked about it this morning at breakfast. I don't know if he wants that job, but if he does, hire him. 
Yeah. There, he caught, he caught, he got, he caught lightning in the bottle once for 83 weeks. Could do it again with talent. Mm. But that's got to mean you got to buy the talent. Cause I'm telling you, that's what he's going to tell you. We need more talent. Yeah. We can't, we can't just keep developing. Like you guys keep saying we got to develop. We got to develop. You've had 12 weeks to develop some of these guys. Actually, we've had almost a year. Yeah. Because we have to count. We, we actually have to count almost a year because we have to count from double or nothing because you've done nothing but run YouTube shows too to develop people. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you've tried to develop these guys before television and then you've had 12 weeks of television. If somebody's not getting over at this point, and I'm not saying that maybe you're doing a slow burn, then there's you got to go to the drawing board. How does Joey Janela be the talk of the town as an independent wrestler? And you see videos of him all over the place, but since he's been in your company, you haven't used him for shit. Yeah, I don't get it. Like he was getting himself over. You can't borrow that. Penelope Ford is a decent in-ring performer, and we have not seen her re- other than this intergender match. Oh, there's another one. You promised us that there would be no intergender wrestling, and I'm not against intergender wrestling, but you made that promise, and we're gonna see it on dark. Now, mind you, I've heard the match was good. Yeah. I mean, it's Omega and, and Rio, Rio versus uh, Sabin, Sabin and uh, Penelope Ford. This is the first time, other than a four-way match way back yeah, in the beginning, the, the that Ford we've seen were... Penelope Ford in the ring. So you're paying her, essentially, to be a valet. Yeah. When she can wrestle, guys, put her in the fucking ring. It does make a lot of sense. I say it every week, too. Sonny Kiss, that's my boy. Put him in the fucking ring. Yeah. I don't care if standards and practices has an issue. Let him have an issue. Put him in the ring. He's talented. He's charismatic. People will fucking watch. It'd be a smart thing to do, but then again. I was wrong, actually. I was just thinking about Private Party did main event. Private Party oh. was, uh, that, that was recent. That was uh, last week. No, uh, no, before the cruise. Whatever. It was one of the weeks. Yeah. Because, uh, oh, it was last week. It was last Wednesday. When they got back from the cruise. When they got back from the cruise. Because uh, they were talking about him being the elite this week. Oh. Sorry, that's why I forgot because I didn't watch it because I was at work. That's why I didn't watch NXT last week until later on because I was at work, if you remember. Yeah, no. Just I, thinking about that. Yeah. I man. flipped over NXT, so I actually forgot who main evented. Yeah. You remember, that's why I also didn't, forgot about the, 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 the finals because I was at work, so I watched it on delay. Yeah. So then I forget about stuff. It, it's been a long well, time. I've watching. had six straight days at work, man. You guys, it's, it, this is my first day off. Anyways, uh, so you got to forgive me. So, Ken, uh, we've ran long, as we always do. But you know what? We hope we gave you the best information possible. Ken, tell the these, these guys how to find the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour and what you guys might be talking about this week. All right, so let's see. Uh, OchoDuroParlayHour.com is where you find everything that is the ODPH from the Parlay Points Commentary blog section to the ODPH directory, which we have to give a shout-out to our guy Tom from Off the Cuff Gaming. He just got over 100 YouTube subscribers to his page. He's doing a big Woo-hoo. thing today as we're recording. So go over to Off the Cuff Gaming whenever you find this. Uh, he's doing the big cake celebration. He's been hyping this up for a while. He said when he gets over 100 for the year anniversary, he's going to do something. So expect big things from that. Uh, also on that page, you can find the hashtag 607 podcast link, hashtag next wave link, hashtag pod nation link. So all the great promos you hear on this show because Three Fat Nerds and the ODPH are part of those groups, you can find the shows that are responsible for them promos, and they're worthwhile checking out. And you can also check out the music section on the ODPH webpage where you can find out about bands such as Second Suitor. We just had Tyler on, and that was a great episode. He wants to come on the wrestling show. We'll have him on. I also hear that he has a a song we might have to play on the wrestling show eventually that they're releasing. Yeah, we got to hear the uh, rough version of One Wing Angel. 
Ah. And it is. I'll let you guess from a wrestling fan what that's about. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing. I, I got I, it. I hope I hope we have a more we get them on the show and we have a more uh, polished one so that way we can play it and send it to the masses. Oh yes, uh, he said he definitely wants to come on. He's a big New Japan Pro Wrestling mark, so we dur- will talk New Japan when he's on. Then oh yeah, because during the show he was mentioning his struggles about getting New Japan, so Rich was actually hooking him up with a link. So he was very, very excited about that. So that episode is out right now. Um, also, I have to give a shout-out to Shout at the Robots, who just did a great show down at Galaxy this past weekend with Choose Not to Choose and Breakfast for Dinner. Uh, I mean, they're always doing great stuff. They're coming back on at some point, too. We're all kind of just arranging dates. And Floodlands, they just had a YouTube uh, show get released. They did Ithaca Radio yeah, um, yeah. a couple weeks ago, which the show came on at like 3 o'clock in the morning when they actually got to do their interview. So now you see the actual interview and in-studio in performance. They Sweet. Post, they post the link. So, I, I mean, like I say, you hear Floodlands on the Three Fat Nerds uh, network. You hear Shout Out the Robots on there. Second Suitor said you're more than welcome to play some music um, whenever you feel like it. Yeah, I'll drop something sometime. Yeah. I know our uh, opening theme currently is Floodlands. So, yes. go shout out if you hear the opening theme. That is Floodlands. Yeah, so definitely you can head over to com slash music and find out about all the great bands you hear on the show. And as for this week, uh, obviously uh, we'll be recapping the Super Bowl. We're talking UFC 247, John Jones title fight going on this week. I'll be watching that. Oh, yeah, we'll be we'll be, probably be down here for that, I would yeah, imagine. Probably. Uh, they'll also be talking about uh, Ken M's love for Sammy Watkins' uh, championship. Yeah, you know, former Buffalo Bill winning a title somewhere else. I've been down this road before. Don't like it. Don't like it at all. But my bet that I won at the casino, I am definitely happy about, and that's why I'm trying to focus on my chi about. And I mean, what else are we talking about? Uh, Birds of Prey coming out this Thursday as we're recording. And Lock and Key. Now, Rich, do you know about that show? No. So here's a little fun fact. Netflix has the IDW adaptation uh, coming to their show or their streaming service this week. It is written by one Joe Hill. Now, who is Joe Hill? The uh, son of legendary writer Stephen King. Yes. So the adaptation is coming to Netflix this weekend. We're going to be doing a little preview of it. The trailer is out now. It looks fucking awesome. Oh, man. I, I, I... His, the stuff he's been doing lately, he did. Uh, he he wrote and directed an episode of uh, Creep Show yeah. on Shutter. It was super phenomenal. Like he's doing some good stuff, and he's actually getting a lot of adaptations and work. Uh, he's definitely following the footsteps of his dad. I, he, we talk about him on Horror Zone Six Hundred Seven quite a bit. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna just kind of dive into our expectations and uh, what's going on with Netflix now because they're re-upping their comic line uh, with some stuff coming out. So uh, yeah, it'll be all out this week. So ochoduroparleyar.com for more information on that. And of course, if you want to join the conversation, you want to talk about uh, the wrestling show or the Three Fat Nerds flagship show, do that over on Facebook, Three Fat Nerds Podcast. Uh, go ahead and like and share that page as well. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Three Fat Nerds Pod. For the wrestling show, you always use the hashtag 3FNW so we know you're talking about us. And of course, uh, you can find us at 8122productions.com. You can find all that we do. That's Three Fat Nerds, Three Fat or the wrestling show and 
and Horror Zone 607. Uh, you also can see what we're up to. Of course, we got BroomCon coming up on May 2nd and 3rd right here in uh, Binghamton, New York at the SUNY Broom Ice Rink. Uh, for ticket information, if you'd like to go to the event, uh, BroomCon.com. Also, if you would like to be a vendor, which those spaces are filling up super fast or sponsor of the event, uh, also go to BroomCon.com for that in, uh, for that information. Uh, we'll be doing a free ticket giveaway on 3 Fat Nerds and also on ODPH very soon. Yep. Uh, we're coming up with those ideas. So uh, also... Also, we have, uh, of course, we have our sponsors, Dragon Master Games, who provides our room and others. And, of course, we also have a link to uh, a bunch of the different artists and stuff. Shout out to Robots, Floodlands. Thank you guys so much. The Phosphines from Melbourne, Australia. Check those guys out as well. Uh, and everything else you uh, see on here, Otodura Parley Hour, actually has them on. I, I guess I'm going to start uh, tomorrow. I think I'm going to start sprucing up the website. I've, I've had it had a lot of time. Uh, Super Bowl season when you're in retail and in the retail uh, section sector that has to do with the Super Bowl. Yes, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm coming down from that. So I have time now, thankfully. Coming into it was a little hairy carry. Coming off of the new year into that, whew, a lot yeah. of hairy carriness. Uh, with that, you know, also, if you want to support the show, hook us up with, uh, you know, money. Trust me, all the money does come to this show. We don't want to break the bank. We have two tiers, a $1 and a $3 a month tier. What You know, you can pick either one. You get a ton of extra bonus content. Today, we talked about, in the break segments, we talked about Brock and Riddle update. We talked a little bit about Hulk Hogan losing his fucking mind. And, of course, Mara Ranallo and Corey Graves update as well. Those were during the break segments. Every week, we add extra segments for that on this show. Plus, you get the opening segment where, actually, we broke down some Star Wars and stuff in the beginning beginning of this just talking shop and then of course uh we also have uh on the three fat nerd side of thing on the actual flagship show you get to hear the stuff that's too hot to air that diesel talks about in the break because uh, he pumps the brakes and gets it in there because obviously banned of course that's also where love is scary lives uh allegedly i'm trying to maybe record that this weekend give you kind of I, i'm trying to record a couple episodes this weekend see here's the thing i would love to promote on the ODPH directory about Love is Scary. On ochodoropalear.com, you can find the ODPH directory, like I said. And we have the links for 3FN. We have Horror Zone. We have 8122 Productions. I can't even... You can put the Patreon link up there, at least. I might just throw the Patreon <laughs> link and say, this is all I can talk about. Love is Scary is he lives here. This is all we could say but, uh, without a paywall. That's all I'm going to say. Because I'd love to go into where Derek is deep diving the pool water is deep, folks. <laughs> you go down that water hole, you might not come back out, but you'll be enlightened, you'll be entertained, and you'll be... You'll come back out, but you might have a friend that you might not want. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I can't go into words on air about how amazing the content is. Derek is an artiste, and the picture he is painting, Dr. Drew is now ready. Yeah. Uh, hashtag fuck Dr. Drew is his, his, his thing going forward. So, yeah, uh, once again, for for as low as $12 a year, you can help support the podcast, which is awesome, and also you get a bunch of bonus content. That is patreon.com slash 8122productions. Trust me, we're putting a lot of work in there, and I'm going to be uh, touching up some of the things uh, over there that you get for bonus. Wow. With that being said, it was a great week of uh, podcasting there. We had a lot to talk about. At first, I was kind of nervous that uh, it was going to be a slow week, but turns out not so much. Yeah, no. That damn article. Last minute. Well, you know, that's the thing about it. When people are catching on and they're just being fans and saying, you promised us one thing you didn't deliver. Now fix it. I mean, it, it kind of speaks for itself. Yeah. Well, with that, I hope you guys had a good listen. We will be here next week at some point in Juncture. As you know, uh, the dates get bobbled up with work and stuff, but we always uh, come to you with the best wrestling action. Maybe uh, if we we can nail down a guest here in the future. Once again, it's been Harry Carey with uh, retail. So now 
Now that I have a more tentative schedule, I think we'll be able to nail down some guests. And uh, with that, uh, I uh, for Ken M and myself, thank you guys for listening. And uh, I only have one thing left to say. I have spoken. Spoken.